This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. My good friend Kevin Reese grew up in New York, but not just like in Manhattan. Old-time Brooklyn in the 60s in a beautiful brownstone building built in the 1900s. We talk about growing up in New York, family trips into the Deep South, his love of photography, and what got him out to L.A. And they had made a reservation in, I, I think it was South Carolina. It may not have been Georgia. I think it was South Carolina. And we checked in. No problem. And so we went back to the room. And, of course, it was two doubles. And they had a swimming pool. Outdoor swimming pool. This is middle, this is middle of the summer, like now. And it was very hot. And so I wanted to go swimming. My father was like, uh, I, I, I don't know about that. And my mother looked at him and said, Bill, he wants to go swimming. Kevin, put your trunks on. Let's go. We're, we're paying customers. Let's go. And my father was like, are you sure about that? You know, because I'll tell you, all white folks out there at the pool, you know, the kids are playing. Put your trunks on. Let's go. Now, my mother couldn't swim. <laughs> my, mother, my mother never didn't learn how to swim. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from Hall of Fame athletes, small business owners, and professional soccer player, Christine Birkenrow. I just knew somehow it was going to work out. You know, through all the struggle, I mean, I don't know how. Like, looking back, I think I just had this, like, undeniable, undeniable belief in myself that... The universe has a purpose for me, and the like. I'm meant to play soccer. I will succeed at this. Like it wasn't even a question. Through, I mean, I could have been, you know, under the most heavy influence of any drug, and I still would tell you, like, no, I'm, I'm gonna play soccer. Like my dreams will come true. The rest of my conversation with Christine can be found on our archives at justagoodconversation.com. We're gonna take a quick break from my sponsor before diving into my conversation with Kevin Reese. Kevin, how are you, my friend? Good, Matt. Long time no see. I know. When was the last time we saw each other in a well? I, 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 or on a field? No, I, 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 you know, man, I think the last time we saw each other actually was at what used to be Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Crypto.com. Yeah. I think, I think that was the last time. I, I think. I now, think here's, the here's the interesting thing. What dies first? The name Crypto? Because... That whole thing doesn't work out, and so they have to end up changing the name in like two years. But his crypto actually falls through the name, and you know they. Well, can't. I'm gonna stop you right there, <laughs> because because no, I've been in there recently. Right, I've done a couple of uh, I've done three Sparks games already. Okay, and they are literally stripping the place down. In fact, uh, all of uh, our good friend Andy Bernstein's photos are off the walls. What? Literally. Okay, I, I kid you not. They are stripping the place down because remember, Stable Center was all red. Right. Yeah. No. It, it, I guess what is it? Kind of greenish. Yeah. Yeah. That they're removing Andy's photos. Well, they're as as we speak. They may be going back up. I don't know, but but they've stripped all the walls in the place and they're repainting them as we speak. Okay, I understand that because people kind of forget you and I were were there. It's 22 years. It's, yes. it's been around a while. Yeah, it gets it a lot of October 99. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of wear and tear. Thousands of events have come in there. I mean, 
Jesus, DMC, uh, uh, concerts, sporting events, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's it could definitely use a refresh. Yeah, yeah. But Andy's photos do need to be up. But then being at least at least on the higher levels, right? I, I don't know right. about in the back. And God love you doing Sparks games. What, <laughs> what are you? What you got? Nothing else to do on a weekend? You know, actually, they're pretty interesting because yeah, the place is half empty, and that's probably being kind. <laughs> but <laughs> the lower bowl, I yeah, call, I, call, I call it yeah. the lower bowl right. games. I know. Uh but you know, actually, I enjoy watching them play. Uh, they they play, you know, they play the game of basketball. They don't play jump out the gym and one on one and shoot from the parking lot right. basketball, and. Um, uh, the paper asked me to cover a couple of the games, so I, I I've done two and probably do about two or three more, you know, and uh, and and you don't and, and there's hardly any media. I counting me, I think it's maybe fifteen members of the media. No, probably not even that. Probably about ten. Real, real members of the media. Media. How many? Period. Yeah. Period. So that's you know, AP's there. Uh, the LA I, Times? Don't even, I, I don't even know if AP was there. <laughs> I, I don't even, I didn't see anybody from AP. I don't think I saw anybody. I, I've always said how much longer, like I get it. Women need its league, yeah. but I would never go. I, I would never pay. I don't know who wants to spend. Oh, they, have, they, have, they, have, they have a pretty strong fan base. Yeah, but it's small. Yeah. yeah. Like so I don't understand. Like, why don't you play at long beach state or somewhere like they're well, they, losing their they're losing their wallet every time they, they open did, that door. They did. They did. From my understanding, they did play a couple of seasons in the convention center. Yeah, they did very early on. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, um, but this season, because uh, remember, they originally started in the forum. Sparks. That, that is correct. You're right. Sparks. Sparks. I was at that very first yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. I was at that uh, versus the Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. I was at that very first game. Um. You know, as long as they got the NBA bank, you know, right. bank rolling them. That's the thing. If it, if they didn't have the NBA, the thing folds in a week. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no economics to it. That's yeah, just what yeah, happens. It is, yeah, and and I mean, you know, they've got their stars and everything, but but um, I you know, again, I I enjoyed covering the game. Uh, it's it's the first time I've been on the on the uh, on the floor in about six years. Oh. So I mean I know that then that leads into a whole nother right. It's uh, <laughs> a whole nother can of opening up. Yeah. And, so, but it's been yeah probably the first time I've been on the Staples Center. Or okay. Center, yeah. So pre-COVID, they started having those situations with Sparks and removing photographers off the floor because I haven't done a Sparks game in fifteen years. Yeah. Well, yeah, same here. That was this year is the first time I've been there in probably ten or twelve. I kind of lost count, frankly. But um, yeah, they're they're trying to do the same limitations as the NBA, where you've only got I think it's five floor spots totally. No, I think yeah. it's seven totally on each baseline. I think that's what they should is. be calling people and begging them to show up and cover yeah, their well, games, not limiting it. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's my thinking. <laughs> that was my thinking. I, and, uh, what was interesting was when we put in for it, uh, my editor uh, emailed me back and they said, uh, they asked, had I ever covered a Sparks game before? And I'm like, like, 
They don't know. They just don't know. There's interns and kids running that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I like, oh, yeah, tell them yes. I haven't been there in a while, but tell them yes. What do you think their question was? So you wouldn't do something stupid and run out well, on... Well, no, I think they hadn't recognized my name. You know, now, you know, if you if you were to go ask the Lakers or the Clippers, there wouldn't be a problem. You know? Right. But, but, but I, they didn't recognize the name, you know. And so uh, after that, there was no problem. You know, they gave me the credentials, no problem after that point. Hmm. All right, so I know you're a longtime guy by, uh, being raised and born on the East Coast, New York, mm-hmm. to be exact, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to disrespect exactly what state you're from and say you're from Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been there once. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a neighboring state. you yeah, got to be there yeah, a little yeah, more about, than once. About, yeah, about 600 miles to the north, but go ahead. <laughs> well, well, how was it like growing up in New York? Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. I, I, I loved it. Um, it was, it was, I, 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 at the time, you know, you, you really didn't know the difference if you, if I'd have grown up here in LA or if I'd have grown up, but I grew up in a five story book and brownstone house. Okay. Okay. And, um, I lived on the top floor and, uh, with my mother and father and, uh, I had, uh, God rest their souls. Uh, I miss them very much. Uh, uh, but uh, very loving parents uh, were together until my father passed first. And um, unfortunately, the day that I moved to L.A., uh, which was November the 6th, 1986, uh, was the last day I saw my father alive. Really? Yes. True story. And... Um, so I mean, you know, I, I but 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 it, growing up in Brooklyn was 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 great. I thought we we lived on a a, a great block. Uh, in fact, some of us are still we still keep in contact. That's one of the good things about Facebook. I think uh, that you, you're able to keep in contact more with people now than you could you know, 10, 15 years right, ago, you right. lost contact with them. Were know? there a lot of kids on the block when you grew oh, up? Oh yes. Oh gosh, yes, yes. Uh, what was the makeup? Because you know New York has its pockets of right. Well, of it was all African Americans okay. on my block. Okay, um, that was an African American. Bedford Stuyvesant at those in those days was strictly African American. Okay, uh, maybe one Asian family somewhere, but uh, you know it was very. Uh, let's call it sectional. Okay, right, because it, it, yeah, it was back then, right? Yeah. Yeah, your Jewish district, yeah, your Russian yes, district. Yes, for sure. Italians yeah, on one spot. Right, and my dad worked over in the Jewish area. See, yeah, right. Yeah, and, uh, and but uh, growing it up, that was another thing. My dad was a chef, uh, and my dad worked at this very, very exclusive restaurant uh, called Sears Tea Room on Church Avenue in Brooklyn, uh, right down the street from Erasmus High School. And uh, it was, let me tell you something, Matt. It was great. <laughs> what kind of cook was he, or chef? Well, he was a chef. Like, oh, but oh. of like, what were they cooking? Oh, French no, cuisine? No, no. Oh, no, no, no. Top of the line steaks, lobsters, uh, you know, turkey. Uh, here's the thing about it was um, all baking was done on premise. Wow. All baking was done on premise. And meat was brought in every day. And my mother used to my mother used to brag about the fact that she didn't buy a piece of meat for like fifteen years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, true story. 
She used to brag about that all the time. She said she didn't buy a piece of meat for like 15 years. Now, see, now the cook life, the chef, that's a that's a lot of hours. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you probably didn't have dinner with dad. Uh, right? Yes, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, you're right. My dad worked six-day weeks. What day did he have off? Typically, it was Tuesday. Right. Is that kind of weird? Monday yeah. or the Tuesday? Yeah. And was the store, was the restaurant closed or that just the day that he was got his day off? off? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I never saw my father before 8 p.m. Wow. At 8 p.m., he would come in at night and uh, fall asleep smoking a cigarette. <laughs> 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 a lucky strikes. <laughs> Uh, and Did he pick that up from the service or something? No, my dad was never in okay. the service. No. All right. Uh, Lucky strikes is what they used to hand out to all those guys. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but. Um, so he'd roll in, fall asleep? Yeah, and- he'd sit there, fall asleep watching uh, what, the Mets or the Yankees or Mannix <laughs> <laughs> or what? Or, no, what his favorite Western was. Uh, Rifleman? Uh, no, the Virginian and uh, uh, Laredo. <laughs> And uh, what was another one? Of course, bananas and gun smoke. But sure. Yeah, you know. But um, here's a really here's a really good story I always like to share. My father used to love uh, for for your listeners. I'm sure you, the ones that are around my age, uh, remember a TV show called Mannix mm-hmm. with uh, Mike Connors, who I later found out played for John Wooden. Really? Yeah, yes, he did. He play, If you go and if you Google him, you'll find out that he played basketball at UCLA and played for John Wooden. Now, I didn't know that until many years later, but <laughs> that Mike Connors played for uh, played college basketball. Uh, but he, if you remember the TV show, um, he used to have these really great blazers. Every episode, he had these really great jackets just incredible jackets. And so one Christmas he asked my mother, said, uh, Cosette, my mother's name is Cosette. Uh, her nickname was Bobby, though. My, my mother's, everybody called her Bobby, but her real name was Cosette. How did they get from Bobby to Cosette? Like, well, her, her brothers and sisters called her Bobby. Okay. Why? Yeah, how that got that, that part, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, all my mother's brothers and sisters had nicknames. Okay. All of them. Okay, and there's only one left, my Uncle Steve. Well, you got to ask Uncle Steve, why the hell did they yeah, call yeah, my yeah, mother? Yeah, yeah. He's the only one left, and he just turned 99. Let's get him on the podcast right now. Let's <laughs> dial him up. Um, um, but anyway, he said, Bobby, I, I want you to get me one of those Mannix jackets. <laughs> I, I just love those Mannix jackets. She said, she said, okay. So she dragged me all over Manhattan. I was, what, eight, nine, ten years old at the time. And what she year is this? Me. This is... 67, 68. Oh, man. That's Trek. Yeah, you guys are on the subway jumping all over the place. You know, and we're going to Gimbel's. We're going to Macy's. We're going to Brooks Brothers. We're going to all these different stores. And she's looking at and and she couldn't find the exact one that he had. And she she really went to all these different stores. Bergdorf Goodman. Right. There must have been a ton back then. In Manhattan. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. And she tried her best to find those jackets, and she couldn't find them. And so she ended up buying them in a London fog raincoat. But what you what we came to find out 
uh, many years later was that, you know, that show, ha- he had a designer, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and actually they put the name up at the end of in the credits at the end of the mm-hmm. show. He yeah. had a pers- close by yeah, right. designer designing those jackets. So like, no, you weren't going to find those. Right. You would have to have your own tailor. Yeah. Make that jacket. For yeah. You. you know, and <laughs> so, but it, it, it was stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and 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 my dad, uh, my dad used to wouldn't come home until about yeah eight thirty at night, and we. But to answer your original question, um, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, me and my because we only have one car. Sure, right? We, yeah, we only have one car. You, we're talking about Brooklyn, New York, so you know everybody couldn't have a car. But my dad always, my dad always had a car. He that was the one thing he always had. And he loved golf. He he was a golf fanatic. And he all, played it or watched all it? Oh, played it all the time. And watched it. Okay. And um, I know we're going off. No, nah, we can go rails. anywhere, Kevin. We can <laughs> okay, go okay, anywhere. Okay. I, you know, I know Tiger Woods had all of his issues and everything. And I know we all, that's been publicly put out there for everybody to chew on now. But I, from time to time, when I see Tiger, I kind of cry, uh, not because of his his issues, uh, you know, off the course. But my father never got to see Tiger. Never did. No. No, he wouldn't have. No, no. right? Yeah. No, my my father died Labor Day weekend eighty seven. So he never got to see his 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 idols were Lee Trevino, mm-hmm. uh, Palmer, Gary Player, of course Nicholas. Uh, and, and, and the brother that just died recently, uh, Lee elder. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, so I, whenever I think of tiger, that's what I think of that. My dad never got to see him. Were there any, there were a couple of men of color playing. Yeah. Back well, there, right? yeah like I said, Lee elder, Jim Dent. Right. Um, but you just, he just never got to see tiger. Right. Play. Never got to see his tiger. dominance and what he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that always disappoints me, but you know, that's, the, but that's all right. Like to him, yeah. he, he probably loved Lee Trevino. Yeah. Oh no. Lee Trevino and, uh, um, uh, yeah. Trevino was his guy. Tr- 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 right. Lee, Lee Trevino was his guy. And so, um, that was his, he, he's, <laughs> he forced me to take golf lessons <laughs> <laughs> for dude. I had to take golf lessons Where'd you guys go? Uh, I mean, you're in Brooklyn. There's guy, not guy. No, it was not guys. It was me. I had to take the lessons. <laughs> he forced me to take Dyker Beach golf course. Uh, golf course way out uh, by Kings Plaza in Brooklyn. I used to have to take two buses to take these golf lessons with with clubs. Uh, no, they would have the clubs. There, okay, all know? right, and. Um, I could just see this little kid in his golf shoes yeah, dragging no, no, a bag no, around yeah. with his two paper boy hat on. <laughs> and, 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 and used to piss me off because the golf lessons were on Saturdays and Sundays because I was going to school, of course, and I was missing Jets and, and Yankee games. <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, I would get home and I, the game would be over and, and, and I couldn't watch Joe Namath and like, Oh man, I, I, I don't want to take these. I don't want to take these damn classes. Uh, you know, he, no, I mean, he forced me to take these golf le- because he, he wanted me to have his passion. Sure. And, um, all fathers want their sons yeah, to have and, a connection. Uh, and eventually he got the, he got 
he figured it out. Like, no, this is not my passion. You know, right. This is your passion. <laughs> you know, my passion. Was Were you golf. any decent at all playing golf? I, no, I played one season on the golf team and that was it. <laughs> I was like, no, I ran track and played a little. I, I ran track more than I played basketball. I played one season of basketball, JV basketball, but uh, I ran track more. Okay. And then I picked up the camera and then there was uh, Katie by the door. Now, did you play basketball at all? Yeah, yeah. I played one season on JV. Okay. Uh, and then I ran track for, for the rest of the now, time in high school. Are you hearing, because that 60s time, there's all these unbelievable legends going on. You got the Knicks teams in the mm-hmm. early 70s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kareem Lou then mm-hmm. is coming up. Like, did you hear about those guys? Oh, certainly. And- oh, growing up in New York. Oh, how could you not? I mean, I grew up watching Mickey Mantle, Tom Seaver. Um, like I said, were you just a baseball read the paper? That was, no, that was the thing about my father, uh, going back to him, uh, when he would come home, uh, in those days we only had one TV in the house. Sure. Right. And and, that was pretty standard though. One car, one TV. Right, right, right. The thing was the size of furniture probably. (laughs) Right. No, we didn't have one of those consoles. No, we didn't have the console, but we had like one black and white, I think, uh, GE TV. I think it was a GE TV or something like that, or Zenith. And um, and me and my mom would be watching, I, I don't know, Carol Burnett or something like that. And my father would just walk in and <laughs> turn it and just like, but we're watching. No, you're, no, no. You're, now you're watching. The, yeah, and dad's now, home. And now, and now you're watching the Mets and the Reds. <laughs> now you're watching the Yankees and the Orioles, you know. And like, oh, he pissed my mother off. <laughs> like, you know. And at that point, that's when he bought me a TV and and. And then I then I had my own room and whatnot. Now he shipped you out to your own room. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, of course, man. You know, I'm watching the now. Did you guys get the paper? Oh, certainly. What Daily, paper did you get? In those days, I read the Daily News. Okay. The Daily News, and because um, that's the great thing too about New York, you had so many newspapers. Yeah, Daily back News, then. Times, uh, right. Newsweek. Right. Uh, post. Every. Post, I mean, post, post, yeah. Yeah, that Globe. There were so many. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now, as I became an adult, I started reading the Post more because I thought the Post sports section was better. Right. See, that's the thing, too. Yeah. What you wanted to look at and read was right. different. Uh, yeah. What columnist was there? Who right. they covered? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pete Vesey. And, and, and uh, Pete Vesey was the guy in New York and uh, uh, the NBA columnist. But, yeah, but, but again, growing up in New York, it, you know, you just had to deal with the winters. And again, once you, if you're born and raised in that, you, 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 it's, you don't really even think about it, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I had to shovel this, <laughs> I, I had to shovel the stoop. Um, that's another thing that people, uh, here in California don't, or a word they don't pick up on is stoop, you know, right. the thing in front of your house. Four or five steps going up typically, right? right? Yeah. Little flat spot. Yeah. Wood rails. Well, mine or... was mine was a whole staircase. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. How hot? What? It, but it, did it, you guys have someone living below the stoop as well? Not below the stoop, but on on the ground level. Yes. Okay. Because we rented out. We rented out. Uh, uh, rooms in the house. Right. Because you know how some stoops, like, they only go about halfway and then yeah. there's, like, stairs down to no. go to, like, the other story. So did your, did your parents own the building? Yes. And well, then- my, 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 my father and my uncle 
and my grandmother owned were the original owners of the house. And when okay. my father married my mother, of course, you know, uh, she she was also on the deed also. Right. But, but, but you had a five floor building. You had correct. other people living in it. Yes. How many square foot or feet do you think that whole place was? That's a good question, Matt. You know, um, because those things are massive. Some of them. There was the the woodwork in that house. You you can't even create it now if you tried. You know, and I'll tell you an interesting story uh, about that house. Um, A buddy of mine called me about two years ago. Maybe it was about three years ago. He said, Kev. You know, your old house is on the market. Really? He said, I said, really? He said, do you have any idea how much it's going for, Kev? I said, no, man. I (laughs) No, we sold that house back in 1989. Are you sitting down, Kev? (laughs) I said, yeah, man. He said, yeah, two and a half million. I said, you're BSing me. Kev? Go on Zillow. Put your old house in Zillow. See how much it's going for. And so, like, I pulled the car over, and I was two and a half million. Now, keep in mind, I looked at the photos of the house. That house has been completely gutted and redone. And sure. Because when we sold that house, it was in bad condition. It was in bad condition. It was the roofs were leaking, and it was the original windows. That house was built in 1900. Oh, literally 1900. Now that I did check. What'd you guys sell it for in '89? Uh, oh man, please! Come on, <laughs> I gotta know. Because you got a good deal then. It's just you. No, you know. we didn't. But 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 that it was very. It was the last house on McDonough Street that used coal. Really? Yeah. You had to bring in coal in the basement. In the furnace dropped down below and heat the up. Furnace, the yeah, the furnace was in the basement and you had to buy coal and shovel it in there. My uncle did that. And by the way, I grew up with a blind uncle. My uncle was blind. Yeah. And, and somehow someone told him he was shoveling coal. Yeah, well, he knew that. He knew, <laughs> no, he knew, no, he knew how to get that. You know, he knew the steps and he knew that he had all counted out and everything. Right. You know, because he'd lived there second half of his life so he knew everything you know he knew every inch of that house right beyond there he was really blind when you took him out of the house yeah he he was lost he was lost but he knew every inch of that house uh but um so what'd you sell it for i'm ashamed to say oh go ahead we ended up uh, we ended up selling that house to a distant cousin on my father's side for ninety thousand. Okay. What do you think that place was built for in nineteen hundred? Five grand, probably. Yeah, that's a good. And you look at that woodwork and you go, "I couldn't find a guy right now to do one staircase for Let me five tell you grand." Something. That house, what we used to call the parlor floor, which was the second, technically the second floor, at least from the ground. That floor had 15-foot ceilings. Wow. 15-foot ceilings. It was exquisite. The, the woodwork in that house, the floors, uh, the woodwork all the way up to the top floor, which now, is where I grew up on. Why did you guys live at the top? Uh, because my mom and dad wanted to have their own 
I was uh, they wanted to be away from my you know my grandmother and my uncle. I'm just figuring at some point your mother started to hate those steps as she had to yeah. drag up groceries <laughs> oh, yeah, and stuff, did, especially when they got older. Right, sure. When, when they really got older, they would make one trip up. No, they would make one trip down and one trip up, and that was it. Sure, because it's exhausting. Because it, once they got up there, that was it. And uh, by that point. I had moved downstairs, and I had I had a whole floor to myself. And needless to say, I took advantage of that. <laughs> was the top floor more square footage of all the other floors, just because they? Uh, no, because okay. no, the square footage was the same on every floor. It's just that they were sectioned off. There was okay. yeah, there was sectioned off into bedrooms and and um, bathrooms and kitchens and so right. on and so forth. But no, it was the same square footage all the all the way up. Did you ever? Did you ever dream as a kid, like, I'm leaving New York, I'm going to... Well, that was the thing, you know, that was the thing with my with my father when I when I, when I I broke the news to him that, you know, because his, his dream was that he wanted me to take over the house and, and, you know, leave the house to me and so on and so forth. But that was the thing where I, when I broke the news to him, I'm like, Dad, like, I, I, I don't want to live the rest of my life in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. You know, and that really disappointed him. That that really, I could see the look on his face that that really hurt him. Uh, and I I had said that I'm 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 gonna make a move. I don't it, 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 keep this in mind, Matt. I had lived at the same address my whole life. Right. I mean, until I packed up and came out here. How old were you? When I came out here? Yeah. Uh, twenty eight. I think I was twenty eight. So you literally twenty eight. Years and so living yeah, on the same block, same house, same house. Everybody must have known little Kev. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. When I was little, right. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, but you could have been twenty five, and someone still thinks you're little Kev because she's eighty one. Yeah, and she remembers you a little yeah. squirt running around in the neighborhood. Yeah, there's yeah. little Kev, and, and you know, it, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, God rest his soul, one of my friends' dads kind of motivated, it kind of pissed me off, but he motivated me. And I remember, and I, by, by this time I was an adult, but we, I was talking with him one night, and him and his, uh, his son, my, my, my good friend, and, and he was talking, and he said that Kevin ain't never going to move. Kevin ain't never going to move out of, out of 105 McDonough Street. You know, and I was like, you know, like, how do you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> you know, like, but was but was he honest? Because a lot of people in the neighborhood didn't leave back much. then. That's pretty much, pretty right. much. But but the, you he's know, playing what, the odds yeah, going. Yeah, but 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 interestingly enough, most of them did. Most of the the kids that I grew up with, I think there's only one. Yeah, I think there's only one that I grew up with. The kids that I grew up with on McDonough Street got that, the hell that out. Is still there. Yeah. Now, is that a generational thing? The kids prior to you stayed, and then your generation started to look at it. So, what would that have been like? Late late seventies? Like we're out of here? Well, I didn't. I, again, I didn't move until eighty six. But um, half of them had by even by eighty six, most of them had, had, mm-hmm. had moved on. You know, they got married or whatever. Right. They moved to another part of Brooklyn or. Like my buddy had moved out here, and another friend had moved to South Carolina. So I was mean, the area? How was the area changing? Was it getting well, rough at that, at, that, at that time? It was it, it it was already rough, but but well, when that, did it get rough? 
Well, you know, if you if you if you go way back, you know, it was pretty. If you go back to when my when my parents lived there, it was a pretty safe neighborhood. But as it, as most inner cities in those days, it started getting late. You know, pretty crazy in the in the late sixties and into the seventies, and then certainly by the eighties with the crack epidemic, then it really got right. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, but it got wild. Yeah, it got wild, and and so. Um, you know, I, I was I, that frightening to know your parents were living in a place at the time it used to be a sweet neighborhood and it's decaying around you. It, it, yeah, it did. Uh, but it, but they, they weren't, I knew one thing they weren't going anywhere. Yeah. They're not moving to Florida. No. Mom and dad aren't jetting no. off to Florida. No. In fact, I don't think my father ever got on a plane. Really? Yeah. My mother had no problem with it. My mother had gone to Europe <laughs> But but but, but I his butt stayed in. But he, I don't think he ever got on a plane. Did they ever go? Did he ever go anywhere? Or was oh yeah, no, we took a lot of trips. Oh yeah, no, we took we took. We, but he put your butt in a car and off yeah, you went. That, right, right. We went to we drove all the way to Chicago one time. Another time we drove, and that that's another experience. What I would like to tell you about uh, in the mid '60s, going to the South because I used to go to the South a lot. Was family there? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. My, 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 my mother, my mother was originally from Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. And so, as a child, as a kid, I used to take trips down to North Carolina on a regular basis. Regular basis. I don't think there was a Christmas went by that that we didn't go down to North Carolina. Really? Yeah. What was that drive like? Uh, uh New York to Greensboro is about twelve hours. Who dad pile just drive all the way through the day? Um, no, a, a few of those times we would stop at my aunt and uncle's in D.C. Okay, and we would spend the night, and then we would come on down. Uh, but then there was one vacation we took. We went all the way down to Miami. Who? Yeah, we went all the way down to Miami. What was dad's car? What did he drive? I, I think we rented a car. We <laughs> rented a car in those days, but. Um, I could just see you in the back of a big old station wagon. You yeah. Know? Uh, well, here's, here's a really interesting story. Um, now, this is the mid-60s. I want to say 65, 66. So this is about the time when things were really changing in the South for African Americans. Um, you know, they were letting you check into hotels in those days. Right. And, 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 but they had just started. You right. Know, Still you know. new. Yeah. This was all new. Did you, what, do you remember the first time you might've seen something that said, well, right. I'm, I'm going to tell you about okay. it. Okay. I'm going to tell no, you No, but in it. New York. I didn't experience much of that in New York. Okay. No. Right. Cause going down South, you could expect that at that yeah. time, but there was never, you didn't see that in New York. Not, not, not I don't remember that very much in New York. No. Uh-uh. Not, not, not in Brooklyn. Um, no, I, okay. I, I don't remember much of that in, in Brooklyn, New York, but, but again, uh, making a lot of trips down to the South, uh, with my parents, um, and, and most of the times it was actually with my mother, but sometimes it was with both. Uh, would mom make that drive by herself? Or you guys uh, no, get on a no, bus? no, no, no. We would get on a bus. Greyhound, bus. Greyhound and trailways. All right. <laughs> that's, that's a haul even then. Yeah. 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 Um, but there was one trip that we made down to Miami, and I remember this distinctly. Um, in fact, it was my mother, me, uh, my father, and my aunt Ethel. So it was four of us. Okay, and we and we went down to Miami, and my aunt Ethel couldn't drive. <laughs> my aunt Ethel couldn't drive, so it was strictly my mom and dad doing all the driving. Okay, and I was 
seven or eight, I think, okay. something like that. A little um, squirt. You were yeah, a little cat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think back on that in these days, I, mean, I, mean, I, I wish I had a Game Boy or something. <laughs> or, but, well, okay, so what did you do in the back I, of that back, car? Back in those days, sure. uh, you know, I think my mother bought me a, 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 a stitch things where I was stitching stuff okay. and, you know, putting stuff together. And I, it, they're that, just daydreaming outside yeah, the car. Just watch, just watch the highway going by, you know? Um, but, uh, I, I, the thing I remember when we got really down into Georgia and South Carolina, I remember seeing a chain gang. I think it was the only time I ever saw a chain gang. What'd what, you think? On the, I, I had seen uh cool hand Luke. Okay, <laughs> and I remember that, and I remember. But here's here's the here's the here's the here's the thing that I remember most about that trip. They had made a reservation at uh, now you don't see very many of them now, but Howard Johnson's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, you remember those? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. And they had made a reservation in I I think it was South Carolina. It may not have been Georgia. I think it was South Carolina. And we checked in, no problem. Uh, and so we went back to the room, and of course it was two doubles, and, uh, and they had a swimming pool, outdoor swimming pool. This is, middle, this is middle of the summer, like now. And it was very hot. And so I wanted to go swimming. And my father was like, uh, I, I, I don't know about that. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, you, you, you'd be okay. And my mother looked at him, and said, "Bill, he wants to go swimming." Kevin, put your trunks on. Let's go. We're we're paying customers here. Let's go. And my father was like, "Are you sure about that?" You know, because it was. I, I'll tell you, it was all white folks out there at the pool. You know, and the kids were playing. Put your trunks on. Let's go. Now my mother couldn't swim. <laughs> my mother, my mother never didn't learn how to swim, but um, my mother was like, "Get out of here! We're paying customers. Put your trunks on. Let's go." And so we went on out there, and and I'm splashing around, and I was playing with this little white kid, and and he was very friendly. I remember that. I I, I don't remember his name, but the kid was very friendly. And we were playing and splashing around, and it had a, a sliding board. You know, you slide down right. the thing, and boosh, you go into the water. And I remember going, climbing the thing, uh, climbing the ladder to go up to, to to come down the thing. And I, and I can, I, to this day, Matt, I can hear this mother say, "Don't you go down that slide behind that nigga." To hit, to her son. And again, at the time, I didn't really, really know what that meant. Was that the first time it was referenced to you? That's the first time I'd have really ever heard it. Okay. Like, reference, like you said, right. reference to me. Sure. And I think what she did was, if I remember correctly, she it, it, the boy did it anyway. And she grabbed that boy and took him off and they went to the room. He to, probably to, got to, a beating. Probably, probably, probably. That poor probably, yeah, he probably got whacked. <laughs> and, he, and to this day, that kid, that grown man has no idea why. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I, I, that stuck in my mind to this day. 
and uh, and so um, if you close your eyes and think about it, what were what was like going through your head as like that eight year old? Like wh- why? Yeah, I because I, he was very. We were playing. We was playing, splashing around in the water, and uh, and he. He was very friendly. I mean, he was two kids, and and you know, and I, I, I you know, I, you know, I, I would, I would love to see, or hopefully, he, he's still here on Earth, and I would love to meet and talk with him, you know, um, <laughs> see if he even remembers that. Sure, you know, but probably doesn't. But I certainly do. Wait, did she yell it across the pool loud enough for? Well, she was, she or was, she was right near the pool, yeah, or right yeah, near yeah, the ladder. Right, right, and I know my mother heard it. Then what was your mother's reaction? Uh, I, I don't remember my mother's reaction. Probably she just like just just like shrugged it off. Because my again, my mother had was born and raised in in Jim Crow South, you know, and she she had moved, she had come north, right about the start of World War Two, and um. So she she knew what that was all about, and so then my dad, my t- t- technically my dad was from St. Augustine, Florida, but he had, at an early age he was brought to New York and was raised in New York. What? What? I mean, what? It's it's I don't even know what to say. It's it's amazing. Like you have two kids, you probably did not give a rat's ass. Of color, you just no, you were in the pool. You wanted to play with somebody, yeah. and that kid could have been from Korea, Brazil, yeah. French. It was just a kid. God yeah, knows we where they were, yeah. they, where yeah. they were coming and going from. And, uh, you know, and and again, you got to keep in mind that I'm an only child, right? So, playing with another kid was, you know. I, I, I didn't always have that experience. Right. And you were just been cooped up in a car for God knows how long. <laughs> right, yeah, because we had been riding all day long. Yeah, yeah. that kid could have been bleeding from one eye and you would have played with him. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. And, and, and um, uh, yeah, you're right, because we had been riding all day. And it was like, it was about this time of the evening, if I remember correctly. It was about, yeah, 6, 7 p.m., you know. Right. And, and and you're probably wanting to talk about the Mets and, yeah. you know, you talk to anybody your own age after a you know car ride with adults. Yeah, you know. And you're just happy in the pool and some yeah, ignorant-ass woman. But, 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 but after that, the, the trip went fine. We went down to Miami and we saw some family and then we, you know, came back up to New York. And, yeah, because that was at least a, almost a three-day ride one, one to way. To Florida, sure. Yeah, one yeah. way, yeah. At least a three-day ride That's one way. That's a good haul. Yeah, and I remember how... Um, uh, riding on two lane roads, yeah. Ooh, man, yeah. yeah. And my mom and dad did all the driving. Yeah. So little Kev sat in the back of that car, <laughs> yeah, just watching Aunt the with Aunt Ethel, right? Yeah. With Aunt Ethel watching the world go by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. your dad's working the ra- the radio dial as yeah. the stations come and go, and, and working the cigarette lighter too. There's <laughs> 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 those cigarette lighters, uh, yeah, popping yeah. that ashtray and dropping yeah. them in. Yeah, my mom used to smoke Kent if I remember correctly. See, yeah. Yeah. Gotta love it. Growing up in the car, two smokers, and just yeah, car yeah. filling up. Yeah. Ooh, did they crack the windows down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did Aunt Ethel smoke, or did she was? I don't. I don't remember her. I could have seen the two of you back there, guys, splitting a cigarette. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't remember her smoking, but I, 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 she's another one I missed a lot too because she was so nice to me. She used to. 
Did you get a lot of attention being an only child? I guess so. I guess so. Right. Yeah, you know, because she never had any children either. Oh, then she's got a, yeah, she you know, she's got a twinkle children. in her eye for yeah, you yeah, because and, you're the. And she was the, the biggest uh, Brooklyn Dodger fan also. And, and she was at, like my dad, she was at Jackie Robinson's first game in, in, in uh, Ebbets Field in April of 1947. She was at that game. In fact, she had programs at her house from uh, from the 1940s and 50s uh, when she used to go to Dodger games. Wow. I should have saved those. When I remember that would have been more valuable than the damn house, Kev. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what I do have, though? I do have, uh, when my dad passed, uh, I went through his stuff, and I have two really valuable things. I have a ticket from the 1940s. No, 55, excuse me, 55, 1955 World Series. Whoa. I have two tickets. I have a ticket from Game 7, which the Dodgers won in Yankee Stadium. And I have a ticket from Game 3 in Ebbets Field. Did you know he had those? No. No. Wow. Did not know he had those until I went through his stuff when he passed. Did he talk to you about that he went to those games? Hey, oh, he used to talk about it okay. all, all the time. That would be a worse of a surprise. Like, he never told me. No, no, I knew he, oh, no, I knew he used to be a big, big Brooklyn Dodger fan and went to all those games in Ebbets Field on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ebbets Field was not that far from where he worked. Right. Yeah, it's only, what, about three miles? It was give, close, yeah, sure. Give or take. You could walk. You oh, could, yeah. You could walk that. Back in those days, they did. Yeah, it was just Short bus ride and on subway ride, really. Yeah, depending on the direction, sure. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, a problem. Yeah. So, because it was very close. Uh, but uh, what yeah. brought you out west? What made you go? <laughs> you know what? I'm out of here. Well, I always say, <laughs> you know, that's frontier country. You know, so, you know, coming out west. No, it wasn't frontier to me. No, no, <laughs> was, no, 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 no. We were. What'd you we say? Eighty six. It wasn't a, another planet. <laughs> You okay. said 86? Well, first of all, first of all, Matt, I made four tri four trips before I moved out here. Okay. Okay. I made four trips. Uh, Did you have your Miami Vice outfit on? Uh, Were you looking well, good? No, no, no. You know, here, here's the thing. I always say, I've had that question asked many times. And I always say it was the long legs and short skirts. Uh-huh. <laughs> you uh -huh. know, I, because at the time I was single and uh, didn't even have a car in my name, uh, and had no huge bills on me. Well, at that time, though, see, and that's in that part of New York, you don't need a car. No, 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 you didn't. No, you really didn't. Your feet, taxi, yeah. train, subway, subway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you can get. I, I, I mean, I use my father's car all the time to go to games in New York. Sure. Okay, to go to Giant Stadium, Yankee Stadium, uh, Shea. Uh, you know, uh, but I would always take the subway to Madison Square Garden, but. Um, what motivated me more than anything else was my best friend, my childhood friend had moved out here about two years before, no, it was about three years before uh, I came out. Uh, my best friend, Douglas, childhood friend had moved out here, had got a job. He was working for ATT at the time and he kept talking, me and my buddy, Arthur, to, to move out, man, come on, man, you got to come out here, man, come on, man, you know, and I made four trips, the very first time I ever stepped 
foot in in California was like I think it was two weeks after the '84 Olympics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was about two weeks after the '84 Olympics. It was the very first time I ever stepped foot in California. Okay. And he, <laughs> I'll never forget this. After a five-hour plane ride, he, the, I landed at LAX about eight or nine o'clock that night if I remember correctly, and the fr- he picks me up at LAX. First thing, no, we don't go to a restaurant. We don't go to Santa Monica. We don't go. He takes me to a club. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right, right, right out of LAX. Damn right. <laughs> takes me to a club up on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, this is 1984. Things are hopping. And like, I'm like, dude, man, like, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, the the jet lag hasn't even caught up, and you and you, and you got me in a club with women and and whiskey and beer, man, and the DJ blasting, yeah. And so, uh, and then he had to get up to go to work the next day, you know. And so, uh, that was that was really my motive. And, and again, I, I, I'll go back to what I said earlier that I had the same address my whole life until I moved out here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just needed I just needed to live somewhere else. And and also at the time, Matt, as you know, uh LA had two teams of everything. Uh you didn't have two hockey teams, but you had two NFL teams, two baseball, basketball, two, baseball, two basketball right. right, right. Uh not now you have two hockey teams. But but at the time you didn't um you know, and and, um, and in nineteen eighty four, nobody gave a rat's ass about the Kings. <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> but that, that's the Dave Taylor days. Yeah, right? nobody cared about Rogie the Kings Bichon. back then. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I remember my dad taking us to those games back then. We were thirteen years old, and you could buy a ticket for a buck fifty. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that that had a lot to do with it, and so. Um, and basically, I just transferred everything, and um, that's what really got me out here. He talked me into it, and and I I, I never regretted it. What I, was your career at the time? I, I was doing my photography in New York. I okay. was doing my sports photography in New York. I was covering the Knicks. I was covering uh, Giants and Jets. And, and so let's talk about that. When did you find <laughs> photography? find me <laughs> um I, man i have to go all the way back to uh my mother's camera i my mother had a i, I think it was a yushika rangefinder i can't tell you the model number i don't remember that but i think it was a yushika rangefinder and she used to take a lot of pictures um Every time my cousins would come up from New Jersey, she would have a little slide. I don't know if you remember when the slide projectors were one thing, you mm-hmm. put one at a time, and they hot, they were red hot, red bulb, hot. bulb, yeah, red hot, man. And you couldn't even like you know touch the thing. And but she loved that, and that kind of, and then and then in junior high school. I took a class. No, no, didn't even have a class. They had a club. Uh, and and we started taking pictures. And right about then, my mother bought me a Instamatic. Remember that? Remember yeah. the Instamatics? One, yeah. 126s? Yep. Uh, which probably, what, what set it 
I think they were set at what, like 80th of a second at, at, at 5.6, I guess. Yeah, something got awful. <laughs> something got awful. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and the flash cubes. Mm-hmm. And the flash cubes. And she bought you me You got one. four shots with those cubes. <laughs> right, right. So don't screw up. Because <laughs> that, that, that costs you a shot and a flash bulb. And dude, I've got some. I still have some of the photos I took with those things. Yeah. I oh, still yeah. have some of the photos. Yeah. Okay. And... um. I, that's, that's when I really got, it bit me. Okay. That's when seeing her, seeing her projections. Right. Yes. Yes. And my aunt did it too. When we went down to New Jersey too, she had a slide projector and took a lot of photos too. Now, what did your mom take photos of anything like family stuff? Oh no, it's strictly family stuff. Okay. Family get togethers. Now why mom and not dad? I don't think my father ever picked up a camera. Then what was her influence? Her father, her mother. I, I think her brother, my her brother, my uncle Steve, uh, again, who thank God is still with us. He was much better at his. I don't know why I've got you on this podcast, right. Kev. We need to get Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve. And man, he'll talk you to death. Well, um, we got time. Uh, but here's something interesting. Now, when my. I finally got him, this was about two years, no, about three years ago. I finally got him to give up his, he had a whole library of slides down in his basement. And I'm talking about, he must have had at least 10 to 15 carousels oh boy. of slides. And I knew all along that our family history was on those slides. I knew that. And he wouldn't give them up. He wouldn't give them up. Why? What was he hoarding for? I, 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 he was I, afraid if they went, they'd never come back. Make, make a long story short, he finally gave them up to me. And I had my cousins ship them up to me, ship them out here, and I scanned them all. and Cleaned I, them up, got and, them scanned. And, and got scanned, and now they're all digitized. And I had to edit those down, and my final edit was 400 slides. All right, so what photos did so you... I, I think he was her influence. Okay. Yeah. What did you find in those carousels that, that were just gold? That he was a very good photographer. He knew his exposures. Uh, he always used Kodachrome 25. Whoa. Yes. The colors on those slides, which are now almost 60 years old, are bright as the day he took them. Oh, magic. Okay, he knew he back in the back in those days he they used to use guide numbers mm-hmm. with the flashes and he knew his guide numbers. And he, he he well he was an engineer. He was very Uncle Steve was a very intelligent man. He was a, he's a, he was an engineer for uh the US census for many years. Okay. Um and um he he knew what he was doing behind the camera. Let's let's right. put it but, but and I think he influenced my mother and then I, I picked it up, and then, and then when I went to high school, uh, this is another one of my favorite stories, and this is where I really, really got into it. Um, I was a sophomore in high school, and I'd heard about this class at Fort. I went to Fort Hamilton High School in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and I heard there was a photography class there. Okay, and I wanted to take it, and I went up to the teacher, and and God crossed me with this man, 
God blessed me with this man. God rest his soul by the name of Carl Mackauer. Uh, he is my mentor. Um, and frankly, Matt, I, I will say right here now, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if I had not crossed paths with this man. Okay. Um, he, I was a sophomore and he said, well, Kevin, um, I'll take you in my class. He said, but, um, uh, I'm not supposed to take any sophomores. I'm only supposed to take juniors and seniors in this class. Okay. And he said, well, look, if you go talk to my boss, Mr. Greenberg across the building, um, if you, if he okays it, you're in my class. Okay, Mr. Cobb, Mr. Macau. Shroom, <laughs> right across. Went over there. Mr. Greenberg, uh, hello, Mr. Greenberg. Hello, Kevin, how are you? I, I really want to take this class. I really, I, I really, I'm very interested in photography and blah, 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 blah. Okay, all right. And he let me take that class. He and gives you the okay, you get the well, okay. My grade counselor. Yeah. And, and it, it was all uh, uphill from there. And I took Mr. Macau's class, and I've never been the same since. What was it magical when you picked up that camera that just kind of put a lightning bolt you right know, through yeah, you? You know what really put a lightning bolt through me, and I miss it so much? <laughs> I don't miss snipping them damn chemicals. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I do miss... The latent image. I miss that latent image. I miss taking those photos, processing that film, uh, taking those negatives into a dark room and watching that latent image come up before your eyes. That, that transformed me. See, I just had that conversation with guests a couple of times, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Everall Williams. There's something about the dark room there's that n- I miss it so much. As much as I'm sure you don't miss the staining on your clothes. No, I don't miss the sniffing the of the chemicals. <laughs> yeah. they, but that magic. When that. Uh, there's nothing like yeah, it. When that when that image comes up before you, you talk about hooked. Right. I, I've never been the same since. Right. It's your heroin, your crack, your beautiful woman. It's landing on the moon. It, 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 it's all that. It it, 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 it it got into, like I always say, it got into my blood and nervous system. Yeah. But there's not, I don't get that at all hitting the back of my camera on <laughs> to see the image. But you, I went through a walkthrough at Art Center. He gave me a tour mm-hmm. to see the trays, the tongs, the smells, the tanks, the enlargers. Yeah. I immediately closed my eyes and I was right back to the first time I was in those rooms. Yeah. You know, and, and I used to put on the back of my photos when I used to um, uh, print them. I used to put on the back of them. I used to have this stamp called, uh, uh, it's a photography by Kevin Reese. Right. That's what it really was. Photography by Kevin Reese. I don't have that feeling now. No. But do you I, remember getting that stamp? Did that make you feel like you've yeah, made it? Yo, yeah. You know, in fact, somebody, uh, somebody produced one of those photos recently to me, sent it to me. One of the, you know, something that I had taken in, at summer camp. And, um, I, I, you just, 
I'm not going to sit here and dog digital, but I, I, I think there's a lot. I'll of, do it. No, well, no. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of pluses to no, it. No, there is. There there's absolutely a lot of, There's is. a lot of pluses to it. But I don't think we but, can have this conversation with a bunch of younger photographers and they understand that immediate love because they've got this damn phone and yeah. they can take pictures all the time. Well, so there's not the same first for them. Well, you know, here, okay, no, just recently, this year, I was at, uh, now you've been out there to the uh, Fontana racetrack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah years yeah. ago though. Yeah, was... yeah. Okay, well, I did the, I did the, uh, uh, Something five, 400 or whatever. Uh, right. Whatever sponsor it was. I it can't. Used to, yeah, it used to be the AAA and yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, right. Budweiser. Right. Okay. Well, I did it this year. I also did the one at, at the Coliseum this year, too. So I did two. <laughs> was that them. a race or was that more like no, a... No, that was a legitimate race. I, I know, but it was like a, a 40 miles an hour going around a little teeny turn. <laughs> and it had a halftime. Yeah, well, that was not... Ice right. Cube. Oh, <laughs> Ice Cube was after, and I, you know, and I remember looking at. I remember Why? Look, I Why? remember looking. What are at, they doing to sports? Why are they making everything uh, into this? And I, I remember looking at Gary and get, I'm like, halftime at a at a, at a NASCAR race? <laughs> like what? <laughs> but anyway, but no. But I was sitting. I was I was out there this year, and the young man was sitting next to me in the photo room. I know you've been in that little photo room they got there. Mm-hmm. And young man was sitting next to me, and so I got to talking to him. And he was saying, "Oh, you know, I, I, I uh, 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 Annenberg, uh, USC Annenberg sent him out there to shoot and you know uh, see the lay of the land and you know right. get get your feet in the water, you know." And so I started asking him some questions, you know, just t- just talking to him. I said, um, "Oh, okay." I said, "Yeah, I see. You know, you got you got top of the line stuff here, Canon and Nikon and." And I, I'm, I'm, I, I personally, I just swiss, recently switched over to Sony, but um, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, um, you ever heard of Triux? No. I said, really? I said, uh, you ever heard of Fujichrome or uh, or Kodachrome? You ever heard of Dectol? Stop. Do those Ectofine? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, see now you get now you get into the real stuff. <laughs> Acufine, you think about Acufine, right? Right. Man, I used to drink that stuff. Oh man. God. Um, he had no clue. I, that, you were talking Mandarin, <laughs> yeah. And what did you expect? Did you think he was no, gonna like, I, oh I, yeah, buddy? I thought, I thought no. I thought that there's no wet lab at SC. I guess not. No. No. Well, one of the biggest problems is you got your EPA. The, the, the cost to get bring those chemicals yeah. in and then dispose of them, yeah. it's just not you know, feasible you know Kodak, anymore. You know, Kodak doesn't manufacture black and white paper anymore. No. No. And why would they? Yeah. That's that's the sad part. Is that fine art, that look, to be able to be in the dark room and create that stuff, it's all gone. Yeah. But that, but that you know, I, but, but uh, that's the thing that I think is missing. Oh, and absolutely. I, you know, and I, yeah, I, I get it. You know, it, it, we're all. It's 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 like I say. You know, digital files are a non tangible item. You can't. I don't care. There's no digital file that you can touch. Think about it. No. There's no. I, I don't care what it is. Ones a PDF, and zeros. P, P, <laughs> right. P, the PDF or 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 MP3 or the no. movie file or whatever. We it is. trust it's in that card. Yeah. Well, it is, but but we have to pull it but off. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Corruption. Corruption. Yeah. 
Um, and I just, I, I think, I, I just think that, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they're missing a whole aspect of, and I'm not talking about aspect ratio. I'm talking about the aspect of photography itself. Mm-hmm. The know? true yeah. starting of right. photography. But, you know, and I was telling somebody, actually uh, on my way down here, I was talking about how, um, uh, I, 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 shook the hand I talked and shook the hand of Ken Burns the great film documentary uh, director and he threw out the first pitch at a Dodger game uh, about 10 years ago 12 years ago I guess mm-hmm. it was I remember that he had a bad haircut then yeah <laughs> but I you know after the thing after he did it I pulled him aside and I said Ken you know I'm your biggest fan and I said Ken I think the best thing that ever been produced and put on television was the Civil War. And I said, I, 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 my, 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 I said, my main question to you is how did, where did you find those photos? I said, because photography was pretty much at, the, at its birth at that time because prior to, what, 1850, there was no photography. No, no, that's when Brady's running around and yeah. he's hiring a bunch of people to do the work, yeah. Yeah, you it know. Was the, it was the true birth of it. Yeah. You know, and he, he told me. He Wet said, plates. Yeah, right, right. You know, and 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 not to mention long exposures. but Glass. Glass. Yeah. On glass. Duguerre type. Yes, on in a wagon. Yeah, right. You know, and, and we bitch about shitty press food. <laughs> Think about that next time. Developing your developing your wet plate in a wagon around corks, just, right, co- right, just right. corpses everywhere, and you know people are being picked clean, and you're out there trying to develop your wet plate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I and, complained a lot less when someone mentioned and, and that to me one time. One photo at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but, and, and, and I said to him, like, where did you get those? And he said, he said almost 80% of them were from, uh, the Congress. Yeah. Library of Congress. Library of Congress. Right. That's what it is. And he said like, and, and some, we, some families still had photos of their great grandparents, great, 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 great grandparents. And so we lucked up on some of those. He said, but most of those were from the Library of Congress. Right. You know, and I said, well, you know, because it, photography had just started. Brand new. It was a brand new medium, you know, and so, but that, that but. Can you imagine, uh, though, what it took to go out and be like, let's go out to a battlefield. Yeah. Take the horses and the wagon, and we're going to take pictures of what? Of what just happened. Of what just happened. Wait, yeah. really? Body sprung off. Yeah. Body parts and. Right. Here's a, here's another on that same subject along those lines. Speaking of photography, uh, I used to work at a uh, camera store. Um, uh, I'll give him a shout out because he he he's a very good friend of mine. Silvio's in in the South Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked there for two years. Okay, uh, selling cameras and film and so on and so forth. And um, uh, he helped me out when I really needed a job. So I will always be indebted to him but a customer came in one day and and she had these photos uh wartime photos and apparently her father had been a photographer in korea okay and so help me god 
Matt, she had a stack of these photos of 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 battle scenes in Korea. It's it's funny you say that because that's the war people don't see a lot of footage. Right, of, right, right. right. And, you see a lot of World War Two, right? Yeah, Omaha Beach, yeah. flags being raised, right. and then Vietnam is when. All hell broke loose. Everybody's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Korea is a forgotten visual war. And my uncle went to Korea too, by the way. And not Steve. No, no, uh, no. Uh, that that's another story in itself. I was gonna say, well, good God, get him on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, my uncle Ronald is uh, has passed, and he's buried in Arlington Cemetery, actually. Wow. But uh, he did go to Korea, but um, but she didn't have a clue what to do with the photos. And she was asking me. I said, first of all, lady, you need to scan these up. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's number one. Immediately. I said, because trust me, you've got a gold mine here. I said, because Time Warner and all these other media companies will eat this up. I said, but you got to scan this stuff up because otherwise, in, in this day and age right now, it's nice to have a photo. It's nice to have the negatives, but it, we're in a digital age right, right. now. And God knows what kind of chemistry and right. time, sun, are your enemy. They're going to eat that stuff away. Right, right. So, but the thing, the reason why I bring it up is because she had this photo that her dad had taken. And and is probably one of the more, I know, uh, what's his name, the AP guy? Uh, Nick? Nick Nick Oot with, yeah. with the... With the, 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 the no, that's that's Eddie. Eddie, uh, Eddie took that Eddie with the, took, with but, the but, assassination but, of the guy on the side of that. So, Nick took the girl, n- yeah, naked, na- naked, running naked down the road, right. right? Okay, that's Nick's. Okay, anyway, anyway, with this, this image is on those lines, okay? Okay, she had a photo of this GI sitting and eating, I'm gonna assume, eating his lunch, okay. Directly behind him, within my guess, three, five feet, was a stack of dead bodies. Stack of soldiers. I don't know if they were Americans or whether they were North Koreans. Chinese. Chinese. I I couldn't. Russian. Yeah. Yeah. That stack must have been... maybe 70 bodies. And this and this GI is sitting there eating his lunch with these bodies a stack of bodies right behind him. I'm he within arm's length. And I was like lady you got to you, you you not to make any not to make light of that but 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 you got to do something with these. I I and 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 I you know I talked to her for like an hour. And I I don't know whatever happened. I don't know what she did with him. I have. No I was going to ask my question. <laughs> I have no idea what the lady did, but I said, "Look, I'll scan him up for you." You know, uh, you you I, I, I can recommend these labs, right? You know, right. There's a bunch of labs right here in the South Bay that could scan these and 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 make digital files wow. for you. I mean that. I mean again, that there's a lot of imagery from Korea you just don't see. No. Yeah, and there was obviously a change happening at that point with our photography going from a speed graphic into a medium mm-hmm. format. Mm-hmm. And Thirty-five was a very much a toy. Right, that became almost the norm and and nom. Right, but yeah, you were probably still. Yeah, running. you, you got to figure most of that stuff was because she showed me some of the negs, and you're right that most of the negs were two and a quarters. 
and um, can you imagine running around a couple of them with four fives, right? Yeah. With a rolly, yeah, trying to shoot, yeah, ground glass, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, and there's bullets and stacked bodies. But other than that, <laughs> hold on, let me take my picture. Yeah, right, 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 right. Again. Right, because rollies were one at a time. Yeah, yeah. There was no, no motor drive. No motor drive. No, uh, no exposure meters on those things nope. either. It was all you had your hand hand, 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 handheld meters. You know, so like I said, that was real photography. That was that was photography. You know what we do now with these. I, you know what I call a map. I call up computers to take pictures. Yeah, you're holding a computer. You're just aiming it. I call them to computers to take pictures. They do a good job. Yeah. They do a good job because God knows we paid enough for them, <laughs> you know, but they're computers to take pictures. Oh. So what drove you to sports and not journalism or commercial or advertising? Um, again, my, my cousin, Robert, uh, again, I, I always have to honor his spirit. Um, my cousin Robert um, was a sports reporter for WHUR in Washington. Okay. Okay. And he, I had already taken some photos at a high at my high school game, and I think I'd taken some sports photos at a college football game. My cousin Marsha went to Lafayette College in in Pennsylvania. So I took some photos from the stands there. Okay. Uh, but that was about it. And then, and he saw those and he said, oh, I, I, I'm going to get you into some games. He got me my very first credential. Who got you your very first camera? Uh, well, my, well, if you're talking about my, my mother bought me an Instamatic. That is, so you're shooting from the stands with that Instamatic? No, 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 no. Okay. By, by, by then, by then, no, no, no. By then, I had a uh, an SLR. Okay, I was saying because who the hell can recognize who you were shooting? <laughs> right, on the stands yeah, with yeah, yeah, right. No, by then I had an SLR. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, because, because when I was in high school, my mother, my mother, when I did take the class, Mister MacHarrow's class, my mother did buy me a D, uh, D, <laughs> a SLR. Where'd you guys go to go buy it? Did you guys some local camera no, store? No, we, we went in the city. Uh, we went into Manhattan. Um, the big stores in Manhattan those days were Camera Barn. I love it, Camera Barn. Oh yeah, that was a huge. one. I know, but they couldn't come up with a better uh, like Camera was, oh, Center, Camera Barn. And oh, I can't think of the name of the other one. Oh, obviously. Oh no, but Camera Barn was huge. That was a huge store. That was before B and H. Oh that, yeah, that was that was B and H didn't even exist. At no, that no, time. no. B and H, I think, is seventy six or seventy eight. I think when they. Yeah, no, they were they were being they started with a little hole in the wall on Dwayne Street in, mm -hmm. in Lower Manhattan. Um, it's almost like that now, <laughs> but no, but Camera Camera Barn was the B and H of that day. Okay, Camera Barn was a huge store. Olden Camera, that was the other one. Olden Camera was the other one. Okay, uh, but no, Camera Barn was a huge store on Thirty Third Street, right off of. Uh, Fifth Avenue. Look at you remembering these streets. Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was right down the street from the garden, <laughs> I, and, and it was and it was across the street from my mother's favorite store, Gimbel's. Ah, well, Gimbel's. Yeah, Mom's that was got a, good taste. Yeah, that was a famous. She loved that store. Loved that store. Um, and that's when apart department stores had 
eight floors. Right. <laughs> eight floors. You and know? your mom dressed up to go there. Yeah, my mom spent a lot of money on clothes. That was the one thing she spent. She spent a lot of money on her hair and clothes. Did she have gloves and a little purse over oh, her yeah. shoulder oh, or her yeah. wrist? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Wasn't it nice, though, to see your mom, even your oh, dad yeah. in the time, always dressed up, looking yeah. good? Yeah. I, I have a photo of me and my father on our stoop. Uh, I guess I, 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 we were going somewhere, and I'm dressed just like my father. I have the hat, the whole thing. Black <laughs> suit, white shirt, black yeah. tie, skinny uh, tie? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Black shoes, white socks? Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole night. Down to the T. Yeah. And, which I think she took with that Yushika. <laughs> but, but, so you get your real camera, and someone says, I'm yeah, going to get yeah, your no, ass she, in the She bought stand. me a Rico. Okay. She bought me a Rico. And, and, and I took some photos into the stands. And, uh, and my cousin liked the photos, and he said, I'm going to get you a credential. He got me, my very first credential was to the 1976 NIT in Madison Square Garden. Wow. So. Now, how did he get you that? <laughs> that's, you know, again, I, I tell the story because in those, as, as, you know, as we talked before we even started the interview, we talked about how it was a lot different with credentials. Oh, yeah, yeah. different time. Totally different time. And, and a radio station could ask for a photo credential. Mm-hmm. which Because we got a guy, and he's going to take some pictures. He's gonna okay. Say, okay. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you, uh, you, you can't even dream of that now, right? Yeah, you know. Like, I'm sure you probably saw some of those Knicks games back then, but I saw some old footage the other day of a championship game. I don't know which was seventy two or seventy three, whatever it was. There's like three photographers, and that's it. Yeah, like that's. I know. I knew it. one of them. <laughs> I know, but you think about that, like, yeah, all the papers, but they just didn't cover the Knicks even like that then. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they didn't. Um, because the big, the big thing in, in those days was baseball. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but uh, he got me a credential to the '76 NIT, and it was the very first time. It was not my first time in Madison Square Garden, but it was certainly the first time I was in there with a credential on the floor and taking pictures. How I, was I, you? I take that back. I snuck. <laughs> I take that back. I remember sneaking down to the floor at a Knicks game one time and I got a couple of photos off real quick. How old were you? I was in high school. I was 15, in high school. 16. So I was 16. 15, what was 16, your goal? 17. So you're doing that. You get your walk because you don't have to sneak your camera in back then. You just no. walk in with your camera. I snuck down. Did you have seats up at the top? I think so. Okay. Some And in those days, they didn't check to see where you were going. Right. You just was, weaseled your way. I down. weaseled down. And what I think what gave, what, what, what gave me away was I had one of those, uh, what we used to call potato masher flashes. Uh-huh. And. No, you didn't. And, and I sat there on the floor and. And I think that's what gave it away. And, ah. and the guy came over. Hey, excuse, hey, can, can, can I see? Because they didn't give credentials back then. They used to give you a ticket. Uh-huh. That said, working photographer. Right. Uh, can I see your ticket, please? Now nah, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. Yeah. You know? Your face is full of pimples. There's no way you're here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. But I got a couple of photos. I, I did get a couple of frames off. Okay. I got a couple of frames off, and I still have that slide actually uh, uh I, I scanned it up and i still have it um hawthorne wingo 
<laughs> Marathon <laughs> Wingo, I remember that. Uh, but anyway, so that was the very first credential that I had. Uh, my cousin Robert got it for me. And then, um, again, I, that's, uh, I took it to the next level and I got bit by the sports. And then I just... What was it? What bit you? What was it about it? Being there, being sitting on a floor and eating in a press room and being with those reporters and just having that kind of access. And there was a camaraderie back then. Yeah. You know, you're a media member. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so I didn't even know that at the time, you know. But um, I was just again, and, and I didn't even have a motor drive at that time. No, uh, I, I just had a D. Uh, you had your thumb, I, and I, it pulled S, the lever. Right. I had an SLO. I think I still had the Rico at the time. Yeah, I think so. I had still had my Rico at the time with a fifty millimeter. Uh, I think I had eighty five. Oh, fancy pants. Yeah. And, um, right. Your motor drive was your thumb. And, um, that's where I really got bit with that. And then, um, in fact, I still have the credential. When did you start to decide? Okay. The ticket. Right. When did you start to decide? I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. Um, I really started. I, I, I really started going to these different newspapers and these different magazines. Back in the day, when you used to send your photos to a magazine, and they started showing up. And I had won a contest. I had won um, in high school. I had won second place in a nationwide contest. Okay. What and was the photo? It was a photo. <laughs> it was a photo of, a, I believe it or not, an abandoned house down in North Carolina on a back road down in North Carolina. Landscape-ish. Yeah. Right? That's you're, what you're it was. landscape. Yes, it was. And uh, about about a mile away from, give or take, uh, from where my Aunt Ethel used to live. And I, I got up one morning and I just walked around and I just took pictures. Uh, I'm walking on the road. I'm, I'm the only one on the road. Only, I, I mean, you saw a car every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I walked around and just took pictures that day. And in the way, you know, in the way, man, I still do that to this day. I still, that's, that's one of the things I, I still, I still do today. I give myself photographic projects. I, 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 I to this day, I still do it. And, um, because I, I have such a love and passion for the art form. I have such love and respect for the art form. And I always will. And uh, I'll take that to the grave. Um, Did you ever think like fine art? Oh, or maybe the landscape do this? No, I, I no, no, no. It was just it was just a tool. Yeah, I like I said, I don't I don't consider it. Uh, I don't consider it. Uh, you know, I've done other types of photography now. I've you know I've done a little bit of portraiture. I, I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but I've done a couple of weddings and. Um, and a couple of uh, event photography and stuff like that, but sports is my pretty much my main thing. You know, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take any courses in college or after yes. high school? Yes, yes, yes. I, I I'm a graduate of the School of Visual Arts, uh, class of 1980. Okay. Uh, 
I have a bachelor in fine arts. Uh, so I, I studied photography in, in college. Yeah. And, um, and even with other exposures, you were still like, I'm on sports. Yes. Even, even on with giving, you know, uh, having a lot of different projects. That was the first time I ever used a four by five camera. Ooh, they, they, buddy, that's they, different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I ever it touched a four by five. That was the first time I ever developed four by five film. Big film. Yeah, Big. Yeah. Uh, it, it, at SVA. Uh, I call it, uh, we call it the, the, the Juilliard of photography schools. Uh, School of Visual Arts, SVA. And not, they're huge now. When they when I went there in 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 the uh, late seventies, it was pretty much just two buildings. Now it's 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 like six seven buildings they have in New York, and 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 they expanded huge. Uh, in fact, they were out here in May uh, with the film schools. They they do a premiere in Hollywood with the film students out here. Wow. Yeah, I went to, it's like the th- fourth fourth time I went to their premiere of film students out here in Hollywood. Jeez. It's a very nice affair, very nice affair. That's nice. Yeah. But no, they're, 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 they're huge now. But but when I went there, you know, they were a very small art school. They were, at that time, they were only like 20 years old at the time. Because uh, they started, I think they opened in 1945 is when they opened. So you're done yeah. in 80. You jet out of New York 86 right. for those six years what are you doing I, I i i i'm shooting as much as i can i'm covering as many games as i can were you ever trying to think about a position because i, I no i i no no i i never approached I, well I, I i did work for i take that back i did work for a newspaper for a short while but they but they funk defunct and that didn't last long but uh, at that point, I just took jobs. Uh, and where were you? How were you finding the jobs? Because there's no internet, so you're calling people. Right? Up, no, you know, you know, but showing your quite, book, quite, quite showing my book. Uh, uh, actually, <laughs> SVA used to have a jobs uh, uh, board, a, like board. a job board. Yeah, where yeah. would index cards uh-huh. pinned <laughs> up on the wall, right. and. I, I did quite a few of those. I did quite a few of those. And in fact, I ended up meeting one of my best friends to this day. I, I, I answered, I went to, I went up to the 90, 92nd street Y up on the East side, a very famous YMCA on uh, 92nd street Y but up on the East side of Manhattan. And I got to know a fellow there. And to this day, we we're, we're very good friends and I did quite a few shoots for them. I did a lot of shoots for you them. You know, from 80 to 86, if you would have gone to New York and shot street photography, how much money you possibly yeah. could have made now from those images? Yeah. Of the people that were there? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. But I was so focused on sports and... and Bastier and, and Andy. There's so many yeah. people that were running around New York for those that six-year period. You could have made a killing. You know, Did you ever go into the city and take pictures of it? Not in that sense, no, no. In that sense, I again, I was, I was at Madison Square Garden. I was at Yankee Stadium. I was at Shea Stadium. I was at Giant Stadium. I was at the Vet in Philadelphia. I was at RFK Stadium in Washington. I was at the Capitol Center in Washington. Were you rubbing up against anybody at that point? You start to know, like, oh, that's a. Uh... 
that's a you know a, a Walter or a Neil Lifer. I mean, were um, you starting to I, see I, those guys I, and yeah, I, be influenced? Uh, my, my my biggest influence was were uh, really the New York guys. Okay, okay. Um, God rest his soul, Bob Olin, uh, who was the New York Post photographer, uh, took me under his wing and treated me like a son. And Why? What did he see in you? Uh, he, 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 he was just... He, the, the, the guy used to give me bricks of Triax. Remember how Triax used yeah. to come in bricks, right? Yeah. 20, brick of 20. Yeah. Kevin, you need some film? Yeah, Bob. <laughs> Here's a brick. Uh, you, you sure about that, Bob? They don't, they don't. That's more film I'll need in a month. They don't count your film. You don't have to, you know, be accountable. You want it? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. He would give me rides. He would give me rides through the Lincoln Tunnel because if it were gamers and Yan- uh, uh, a Giant Stadium, right? You go to Jersey. Yeah, you had to go. You know, you, either I had to take a bus. Usually what I would do is I'd catch, catch a bus at the uh, uh, Port of Authority. And Go he, across the river. Right, through the Lincoln Tunnel. And then he would give me a ride back. He would give me a ride back. And and we got to know each other so well. And um, how? Okay, here's a question, because I bet you didn't even think about it at the time. But you think about it now, how you move your gear. How were you moving your gear on that? Um, you know, did you just have two cameras strapped over no, your shoulder? You remember donkey bags? Yeah, you had a donkey bag. Yeah, I had donkey. I had this really nice donkey bag. But 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 see, in those days, in those days, I would carry two bodies, two lenses, a flash, and a brick of film, and, 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 <laughs> and a brick of film. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, no, I wouldn't even carry the Brooker film. I would have the film. Uh, you break it up. Yeah, I break. You know, I, 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 I had to ration the film. Sure. And and you know the other thing I used to do a lot was I used to buy. Remember the hundred feet of film, mm-hmm. bulk roll. Bulk, bulk, bulk. I used to bulk roll my film all the time. Yeah. You know, I I I can still remember dropping that sucker into to that uh, day lo- daylight loader, right? Yeah. yeah, and cranking them off. And so, um, I, man, I can, <laughs> that's how you learn how to use a changing bag, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember when I, SVA, as my first year at SVA, I had this teacher and she said, cause in high school we used to use those plastic reels. Yeah. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you get to the real, the big time, yeah, you they're get, metal. The, the metal steel. reel. And she said, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I told the whole class. I'm going to tell you right now. If you can't load this metal reel. Get by, out of my by, class. By, by the end of this semester, I'm going to fail you. A semester? She gave you that long? Yeah. She, she said, I had about 10 minutes when I started. <laughs> you know, Honestly, my guy. We, <laughs> and, then, and then by then, but, so trust me. She said, the best way to do it, to practice, she said, just take a roll of film, expose it. So you have a, have something to have practice. Something to and just close your eyes. Right. And do it. It's just because it's the same thing as putting it in the changing bag. Think about it. Mm-hmm. As closing your eyes. And that's how I I just closed my eyes and I kept practicing and I kept and I got it to where I could do it on a metal reel. <laughs> that's how I did it. All right. So when you're going to these games, yes. because what, what's your what's your process? You're going to a game. You got only so much film. What are you trying to make? 
You know, I, I, I'm going to tell you. Well, first of all, I would go to a, I would go to a game, and in those days, I would take probably five rolls of black and white triax. Because mostly, mostly, because they had any, they didn't even have the thirty two hundred film at that point. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. And I would take maybe three rolls of Kodachrome sixty four, and maybe one or two rolls of Fuji one hundred. Fuji one hundred had just come out. Uh, I'm talking about Chrome, Chrome, right, Chrome. And because um, everybody else has got like a three hundred or a. 400, four, five. Right, 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 right. So you're limited. Yeah. And what, but, but that, what are you trying to make? Well, here, here, here's what I learned. What, what, what a, a daily news photographer, Tony Casal, if I remember correctly, okay. taught me. And I never forgot this and I use it to this day. Okay. Look for reaction, not so much action. Mm hmm. And to this day, I do it, okay? Uh, I, I did it last night. Uh, not last night, uh, a Tuesday night. Uh, I look for more. I look, for, I look more for reaction than I do action. Sure. Okay. Can you honestly tell me a difference, and you've done this long enough, between a ball hit that's a single and a ball hit that's a double or a ball hit that's a home run? No, it's bad on ball. No. It all looks the same. No. It's what he does the moment after. Yeah. Does he stand and pause or is, and admire it? Or is he off sprinting trying to get his ass to right. second? You know, and I, I baseball it's hard to get it. But but yeah. but um I look for I look for uh reaction, you know, if 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 I don't even I don't even look for if a touchdown has been scored I I you know, I'll, I'll stay on the quarterback, and say, see it's a gamble though it's a gamble, all right. What I'll do is he'll he'll go back to face. Let's just, let's just say he decide they decide to pass the ball, pass the ball. Let's say receiver catches it or running back catches it. They scored. I'm gonna stay on the quarterback, and even though I didn't get that touchdown, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay on the quarterback to see his reaction. Mm-hmm. So that's a gamble because sometimes they, you know. Well, it happens and it's worth it because yeah. what is everybody. But, but, but if you missed that touchdown. Right. What does everybody right. think about 1979, 1980, Dallas 49ers, Walter's photo of yeah. Clark making the catch? Yeah. Nobody stayed on Joe, but there's a shot that CBS has. They stayed on him and you see Joe. Pumping is jumping into the air because yeah. he's very young at that point, yeah. and he's jumping in the air and he's pumping his fist and he's kicking his leg out. Yeah, nobody has. That. I mean, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of stuff like that. I've yeah. got. I've got a, probably a whole library quarterback uh, reaction because yeah, well, that's the well, just sports right players reactions. Period. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, two of my favorites. Uh, NFC Championship game. In candlestick against the four, uh, 49ers and the Cowboys, and that was the Mud Bowl game. With the, the well, there was a few of them. <laughs> there was a few, there yeah. But few I know which one you're talking about. But this, it, it poured. It, it poured. Uh, no, Steve Young had threw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember who. I don't even care who it was to. But I think we had a flight home together on that game. We we might have. I we mean, all smelled. Oh, and the, the mud was up our ankles, man. And you I, only got it to your ankles. <laughs> Man, I, I, I was going to go home just in my underwear. I, I had mud and water. I, I remember I, my wife like, don't come in the house. Take, take Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I stayed on Steve Young, and I've got this this shot of Steve Young running downfield. Like, yep. <laughs> like that, man. And the other one is more recent. Um, this one was a little bit more easier because you knew this was going to happen. Uh, this past year when uh, Chris Taylor hit the home run in the playoff game against St. Louis mm-hmm. at uh, Dodger Stadium, I knew when he came around, and you could already see the Dodgers come out the dugout and they met him at home plate. Now, you knew what, because that, sure. that, was, that was a walk-off home run. Right. And, that, and that was a, basically, that was an NFL playoff game. You know, you, right. win, you win, you move on. You yep. lose, you're at home. So that was an NFL playoff game. And and I got him coming around and you know they just all oh, sprouting with water. And that's that's one of my favorite. I I have quite a few of those, but that's just one of them. All right, let's go down the rabbit hole of ugliness, right? <laughs> because it's our business and it's something we've got to live with. All right. So both of us started in the I'm gonna say the golden era, and I could be totally wrong and Walter could slap me in the head for this, but in those eighties it was it was glorious, and I use that in capital letters, glorious. The gear was changing, film was changing, it was getting better. From the film we used in mm-hmm. 1980 mm-hmm. to 1989, oh, did it get better? Mm-hmm. Did the glass get better? Mm-hmm. Motor drive speeds went mm-hmm. from four to five to six. Mm-hmm. To seven. How was the 80s for you professionally? Well, I, I was just getting started. I was a little intimidated. But um, I was determined to be at as many games as I could. And um, the 80s was interesting because I had my original long lens was a a Vivitar, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you remember those. Oh, yeah. And then... Everybody just assumes Vivitar flash, but they made lenses. Yeah, they did. That was my very first one. And then I bought a, uh, did, did you know a fellow by the name of Rich Pilling? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, he was out in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, the director of photography for baseball. Yeah, right. But, but, but he was out in New York. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was right there when, with me in, in the early 80s. And he sold me his Canon, I think it was a 500 Miro. Okay. Miro lens, right. which was a set F8, uh-huh. which was of no use to you at a night game. No. <laughs> uh, unless you had some decent light. So at least I had those. Right. Okay. And then and then right about that time, uh, Canon, I don't know when Nikon started, but that's about when Canon started CPS. I don't know who came first, Canon or Nikon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then I was probably one of the very first, I, I, I know I was probably one of the first 100 or 200 CPS members with Canon. And so I kept borrowing their uh, 400. 2.8 or 3.5? No, 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 no. They had a 
four, I think. Yeah, it was or four, four or five. It was a four or five because it was long and yeah. black lens. Four and five. That's right. Four hundred, four or five. Right. Yeah. And so that was a step up. Oh and, yeah. And for me, and I borrowed that for a long time, you know. And I <laughs> they kept saying, calling me, you know, send it back. I'm like yeah, 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 yeah. I'll send it back. Yeah, yeah. And no. <laughs> so, um, but so. I, I, you know, I kept going as many. Now, in as far as how it was, no, it was, it was, it, it was a complete world. The, the the main thing to me, the the big difference to me, uh, is the credentials, the way we would cover a game, and how we could cover a game. And well, look at okay, so let's look at like eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine. Who are you working for? Eight, well, in those days, I was working for uh, Basketball News and uh, Street and Smith Magazine. Okay. You know, we're going to have a lot of asterisks in this podcast. People are going to be looking up Tri-X, <laughs> Street and Smith Magazine, Actifine. <laughs> what the hell are these two idiots talking about? What the hell is Street and Smith? It sounds like a skateboard company, but no, it's not. It was a magazine for sports. Oh, yeah. Big, yeah. big yeah. magazine at the time. I know. Um, Who else? Who uh, else kept you busy? Football News. That's okay. the Football News. That was the other one that I was okay. working with. Football News. So were you getting hired on spec freelance? Spec. Like, okay, so you go on your own dime, go to your, go yeah. to event, make some slides, and you would send them out? Yeah, I, more black and in those days, or Matt it making was, prints. It, it was, I would say, eighty percent black and white. So, then where would you make your develop? Where would you develop your in film? In those and days, make your prints? I, well, that's another funny story. I would process my film at home. Okay, and then I, the, my last couple of years, in home is where at this point. It's 105 McDonough Street. Oh, no, okay, no, no, no. I'm saying when you've come out to L.A. Oh, when I'm not, well, okay. When, when I moved out here to L.A., then that was a different story. So uh, I was, again, I was processing my film at the apartment. What, you, are you talking about where I first moved here? Yeah. First when, I, when, I, when I first got to L.A., I lived in Culver City. Okay. That's, and where are you getting your film done at? Because that's kind of important as a photographer's life of, like, who's entrusting your film and your processing. Um, in those days... I was still using Kodak mailers. Okay. There's yeah. another asterisk. People are going to be looking up. Kodak yeah. Because yeah. you remember you could buy film, yeah. either straight up film or film and the mailer. Uh-huh. And, um, and so for people know, you would put your film in there, ship and, it and, up, and they would make it develop And then, and then that kind of ran out. And then I started using a couple of labs here in LA for, for my E6. But the, but the Kodachrome, I would still mail out. Right. Yeah, yeah. still mail out the, the Kodachrome. Mm -hmm. I would mail out. But the E6, um, that's another one, E6. Right. Yeah. Um, so you'd reach out to these editors and be like, hey, listen, I'm covering, yeah. or can I cover? I'm going to do this. Here's some, and yeah. you'd send in some slides. Uh, but to answer your question earlier, uh, I would rent space out in Santa, a dark room space out in Santa Monica. There was two places in Santa Monica. Yes. Uh, L.A., what would they used to call a LA photography group or something like yeah. that? I used to rent space out there and uh, process my, uh, no, I, I would make print, your prints. I'd make my prints out there. Right. And, and then, 
by that point, I stopped doing fiber. I started just straight up uh, uh, glossy. Yeah, uh, no, uh, resin coated. Oh, okay. RC, RC, RC. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, because then that was a lot quicker, and and you know, um, they're more forgiving too when you're shipping them around, moving yeah, them around. Yeah, right. You know, and so uh, you know, no more single weight or double weight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the fine art, the pretty stuff. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's that's when I got out here. I would rent darkroom space. Were you really hustling and busting your ass and working oh, hard, dude? I again, same thing out here. But I, but but I always had see. But when I got out here, I had to have a, a some type of nine to five. Okay, I always had a nine to five. What was that in those first couple of years? Ah, uh, camera source. Okay, I used to work for. If you remember, Ritz Camera. Yeah. Yeah, I work for Ritz Camera. There's another asterisk people going to look up. Ritz Camera. <laughs> Beltsville, Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> but they were almost in every mall. They oh, were no, everywhere. They had, the, when I worked for them, dude, they had, I think, 80 stores across the country. Yeah. I think it was like 80. They, de- they developed and saw so many people's lives go yeah. through their machines. That was the first job that I had out here. Uh, Ritz Camera. And then... Uh, I worked for, if you, if you remember Hooper camera mm-hmm. in the Valley, but they were only in the Valley. Right. There, and there was none down in this area or in the basin. Hooper camera is all in the Valley. Right. And, uh, and, well, I, I had worked with a lady there at Ritz and she went over to Hooper camera and then she recruited me over to. Uh, Hooper camera. It, let's let's take that decade of the eighties. What was the best photo you took in the eighties? Oh, best photo I ever took in the eighties. Right, because that's when you're you're kind of getting yourself settled. What was it? You know, probably probably a photo that my son has on his wall right now. Uh, well, I like to think I had a lot of best photos, but, but, but a photo that my son loves and he has it on his wall now of Michael Jordan. Okay. I have a shot of Michael Jordan, uh, completely disrespecting the Clippers <laughs> in the sports arena. Remember when they used to play in the mm-hmm. sports arena? Well, he, I remember having to light that goddamn place. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Uh, I have a shot of him, like, and you know, this is early Michael Jordan, where he used to jump out the gym, mm-hmm. and that's probably one of them. There's quite a few of them. You know, it's it, you know. I asked that because it's interesting how we shoot stuff like then, and you look back at it now, and you go, I wouldn't even have put that in my book. It's just you've gotten better technology, oh, gotten better, the got film's you. gotten better, yeah. and you just go, ah, it works. Um, because if it's not Jordan, you go, oh, here's eh, who a, cares? Here's another one. Um, the night that Magic won, his, I th- I want to say it was his third MVP okay. award. I have a shot of him getting his third MVP award. Um, and then this is in the nineties, though. The night. The oh, th- so you jumped a decade ahead? Okay, okay, okay. okay, <laughs> okay, all right, okay all right. Well, we'll back up. We'll back up. Well, okay. Um, well, then, how were the nineties for you? Let's talk about that now. The the nineties changed a lot for me because I I I got married in ninety four, and so that changed a lot. And then by that point, um, the nineties were pretty crazy because you got OJ. Yeah. Right. So you got the sports fan. In fact, I got married 
the weekend of OJ on the 405. No, you did <laughs> yeah, not. That, yeah, yeah. That was the yeah that was the weekend because that was June of ninety. The Knicks are playing the Rockets and you're getting married that weekend. Yes. And, and and the World Cup was here, remember? Yeah, but nobody cared about the World Cup. It was <laughs> the Knicks and the Rockets. You had you had five Jamma Lama going at each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick and Akeem. Yeah, yeah. In fact, my. <laughs> I remember at the wedding, my wife made a reference to that. She said, I know all of you New Yorkers came out here and sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she got to dig in there. <laughs> but the 90s were drastically different because you're right. The equipment got better. By then, I had a 400-2.8. Um, and that's when I first got a, I started getting into autofocus. Okay. And also, I started working for Tops. I worked for Tops for about ten years, and uh, that became a very lucrative uh, 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 client. Right, and uh, and also I baseball I cars in the nineties were a gold mine. And, and I and I also worked for a company called you know you may not remember this one but Classic. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, yeah, I did. I used to. They used to send me all over the place. Oh, everybody got sent everywhere in the nineties. I did. I did every minor league team in the state of California. They sent me up to Visalia, uh, Stockton, Stockton, wherever. Yeah, Stockton. I can remember going all the way out there to San Bernardino. Merced, Dinos, yeah, everywhere. Sure, uh, uh, Adelando, Lancaster, Lancaster. Like, yeah. yeah, I went all over uh, Rancho Cucamonga, mm-hmm. um, and Classic. Uh, and and I did uh, Carson's did Carson. No, that's California. Yeah, yeah. Everybody had teams. Uh, and I did one of the I think one of the best shoots I ever did, and I still have the photos. They uh, signed me to do a shoot with Marshall Falk. Okay, now I can't remember the year, but um, this is this is, is he it. still at San Diego State? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This he he he's a senior, and and this is like about that's ninety three, I think. Is that ninety three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is about a month before the draft. Okay. Okay. So at the time, you didn't know where he was going to go, and he ended up going to uh, Indianapolis, right? Didn't he go to Indianapolis yeah. first? Right. He went to yeah. He went to the Colts first, and then then to the Rams. Then to the Rams, right? Oh, he so knew he was so good. So they had me shoot him in five different uniforms. I have the photos. It was Patriots, Bears, Colts, Bengals, and whoever else sucked. And. <laughs> I said bears, right? Right, yeah. So what do you have to light everything and shoot it? Like I said and, and no, I had to I had to light it and shoot it and it was shot at the old Aztec Stadium before they complete that's where the arena is now. Yeah. Yeah, the old At- Aztec Stadium. Yeah, there's still some parts of the bleachers still yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shot that at that field and <laughs> And I had to bring the lights down. I had to bring an assistant and a guy and the guy from Classic, and I shoot him in five different uniforms. I said, picture. I can't remember." You that still before. got that film? I don't have the film, but I scanned those photos. Oh, man. I have the photos. 
in five different uniforms. Where's the Where's the film? That's another story. Ah! <laughs> so that's, a, that's another story. But um, did you lose a lot of film? Were there companies that went bad know, you know, and you, went under? You know, you know what the worst mistake I ever made professionally? I made quite a few. <laughs> but, well, let's talk about them because those are the things that help the younger people understand. Okay. okay. You know, the old saying, Matt, if you could turn the clock back, mm-hmm. we would all be a lot smarter and a lot richer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Everybody out there, it's true, okay? <laughs> um. When I moved to L.A., I, keep in mind, I had been shooting already for like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. So I had negative, I had proof sheets, I had negative in the slides and everything. And I didn't, at, at the time, I didn't realize the value of the images. I, 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 I couldn't think 10, 12 years in the, in the future. Sure. Who I, would care about that photo? Who of, would care about a photo of? Yeah, Lawrence Taylor from his rookie year. Whatever. Right, yeah. Right. 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 You know, uh, Hubie Brooks of the Mets. I mean, you right. Know, right. You know. So what I did was I said, okay, well, I can't take everything. I'm gonna take. I cut it off at I think 1984. I think that's what it was. I cut it off from night. I took everything that I had from 1984 and everything else I left behind. So I had images from like from 1978. Oh, but they weren't pros. I didn't start start covering pros until like 1980, but I had college photos Mm -hmm. from, 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 from the seventies. You know? Right. And yeah, I had pictures of Michael Jordan at North Carolina. Okay. And I left all of those behind and I took the rest of the stuff with me. I, I shipped it out to LA. And I left them behind and I I I know they got destroyed or they got thrown in the garbage because I left them behind. And and, and you know that I to this day I so much regret that because I had no idea the value of an image that was taken thirty years ago. Now mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't understand that concept of the or that aspect of the business. Right. I really didn't. Yeah, there was a long term to it that a lot of people didn't understand. I really did, did not understand that part of it, and I wish somebody had knocked me in the head. Said, no, you need to take it all. Right. You know, but I did take some of it and um, I, I, I did take a fair amount of that and I took it with me and I still have those images. I still have those negatives. Yeah. yeah. To this day. Yeah. Shooting tops, shooting into games and stuff. You must have run up against a guy I admire greatly. VJ. Oh, yeah. VJ Lovero. What sure. was your first time running into him? Oh, yeah, I knew VJ very well. Um, <laughs> VJ, well, he was the Angels photographer mm-hmm. at the time, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought he was very friendly. Um, 
he loved my hats. You know, I'm you know I'm a hat guy. Yeah. Man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big hat guy. I don't have on one today, but I'm a hat guy. I've got I've got I've got a whole shelf full of hats. <laughs> I mean, ball caps. I mean, hat hats. Right. You know, that's the New Yorker in you, though. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It really is. And my dad loved hats. Right. And uh, you know, and I I think it's I think it's an expression, frankly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a great piece on a suit or a man. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I wish women wore more hats. You know, uh, my wife doesn't wear hats. <laughs> she but I bet your mom did. Wear, yeah. I bet your mom did, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, she All your aunties? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Whether it was for church or an occasion, everybody yeah, had a hat. Yeah. And I, 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 and so he used to love my hats, man. And, I, you know, I, I would talk to him occasionally, but I didn't get to know him. I didn't get, unfortunately, I didn't get to know him until later on in his life, you know, uh, before it ended, before it ended abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, my, my favorite VJ story is, um, one, and I've, I've made a lot of money off of this photo. Okay. One Sunday, remember Chuck Finley, mm-hmm. he was married to, um, the, yeah, I know the, the model. actress. Yeah, the model. She uh, was in the cherry pie video and everything. Right, right, right. No, she I'm was, blanking on her name. Yeah, I, I'm blanking on her name. She just and, passed. Uh, Tawny Katane. Tawny Katane. She just passed recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had them out there with their little girl, and he 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 set up a shot, you know, with the two of them, and and I got right behind them. Was right behind him, and like you know, I was, I knew who she was, you know, I knew who you know she'd been in, but by that point she'd been in a couple of movies, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I and I, I was shooting over his shoulder, and I never even turned around looking at me like, yo, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, no, man, I got, no, I'm gonna get this shot, man. I'm gonna yeah, you cherry picking off his work. Uh, How do you know that's a no no? Come on, I'm gonna get a little bit of this. That's a big no no. And then she went up on the mound. And she threw some pitches. And she, you know, she actually, you know, like, threw the leg up and, you know, like she was trying to throw a breaking curveball. And I have those photos, too. And, uh, but but other than that, you know, and I, I, I remember he, he was very, he was a very friendly guy. And I, I remember, um, at, at, at that time, I don't think I was working for Tops yet, but soon after that, I started working for Tops. You know? Yeah, because yeah. he did a ton of work with Tops. Well, no, no, he was with Upper Deck. Upper Deck, that's right, that's yeah, right. Guys, all deck. those card companies are to blur together. That's right, right. Yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah, they're all gone now, but yeah. I forget. That's I right. Tried, I tried. You know, you know, they still produce those. Yeah, but not in the volume of the nineties. No, you guys, it's that. not. It's oh nothing my like God. that. No, in fact, they had me run like you, everybody running all over the country. If, if you go to Target right now, you can find them. <laughs> but that's the only place you'll find them. Yeah. It's Target. Yeah. Yes. I, I still take a look at them. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I have some of my, I have quite a few of my, um, the the cards that used my photos. Because yeah. Tops, Tops would give you a sheet of what. Yeah, your sheet of cards cards yeah with the photos that your cards ended up on mm-hmm. so i i still have quite a few of them so i kept those but and the same thing with my classic cards too i kept though i still have a i got like two books worth of uh, f- uh cards that have my photos did on. you feel in the 90s you were still improving and getting better yeah certainly certainly 
Um, here's another little thing that uh, I'm sure you remember uh, a fellow by the name of Bob Rosado. Oh, yeah. 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 Him and VJ were, were buddies. Yeah. 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 And I remember how I got to know Bob and, and Bob, Bob, Bob was the king of the hill at that time. And I remember whenever I would be working a game and he'd be at a game, I said, I, I, I got to get better pictures than Bob. And yeah, he was like a motivator. I got to get better pictures than him. I got to get better pictures. So, 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 so that's kind of how I looked at it. Uh, anytime I got to outshoot this dude, I got to outshoot this dude. And then he turned me on to another um, guy up in, uh, do you remember Pacific? Mm-hmm. Now he it was Brusado that turned me on to Pacific, and I did some games for him too, you know. So you're right. The card, the '90s, the card companies were just oh yeah, it was quite. But it, it went into like, even lousy photographers were doing well because the card companies just needed bodies. Yeah, and and but 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 it rolled into the to yeah. The, I think the last shoot I did for Tops was probably two thousand four, two thousand three. Yeah, that's around when the. When it fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. About 2003, 2004 is about the last time I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I used to live at LAX. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, but but that's that's when it, that, that kind of turned. But but now the equipment got better. Um, but the thing I noticed that, like you said, there was more photographers on the field. And uh, that's about the time, I, I want to say the late, 90s or maybe even 2000 when the NFL decided to uh, move the line back our you know our yeah. line we went from three feet to six feet is that what it was yeah I didn't yeah. even know the measurement mm-hmm. uh, and so because I, 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 I used to have a 35 around my neck and then it had to go to a 50 around my yeah neck. And, and and I remember again Bob Rosado making a big stink about that and he was going to petition the NFL. Mm-hmm. And all. I was like, dude, man, I, I, I think you're kind of uh, blowing smoke. <laughs> I think you're spinning your wheels here. Cause uh, you know, well, we didn't have an advocate. We didn't have anybody no, saying no. like, Hey, why it yeah. was, Oh, we're just moving it back. Cause we're putting TV in front of to, you. To, yeah, yeah. TV's giving them billions of dollars and we don't want them to be blocked. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so yeah. we went back further with butts in front of us. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and, that, and, 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 then, and also I had noticed that that, at that point, um, the, 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 you asked me earlier, the main, the main thing that I noticed is more security on the field now than ever before. I mean, you know, I know, I know nine 11 has a lot to do with that, Yes, but that's the thing. I mean, you know, now, I don't want to skip ahead. <laughs> I already did that once. We could do it. <laughs> but um, now they've got security with automatic weapons on the field. Oh, yeah. You know, and like. Think about what it, what you go through now to go to an I don't, event. I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be anywhere near damn automatic weapon. Well, I don't mind the automatic weapon. I wonder who's who 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 are they there for that I don't know about. Yeah, well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. They're there with that gun for a reason. That makes me more nervous that there's a threat or a possible yeah. threat. You know, I, I mean, you know, you, 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 you because the, because the, because the security's always been like that. If you went to like Europe and you did like soccer and stuff, cause yeah, those, I never did that. Yeah. that's crazy out there. Mexico, soccer, 
so you you had a lot of that. We just started that recently, um, especially in the last couple of years. But after September 11th, everything changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you get pat down going in. You couldn't yeah, take yeah, a pocket I, I, knife I, by two Leatherman tools. I, you know, and I don't mind, again. I, Do you remember when we couldn't fly for the first year with our damn monopods? I always put, see, here's the thing. I always, I, people always laugh at me when I say this, but I always used to check my equipment. Oh, Matt, yeah, that's the reaction I get all the time. But Matt, I never had a problem. Well, I never had a problem. Then you've got a four leaf clover text. Yeah, to I, your know, ass. I know. I know. I know. Lock on wood. But, I, but the, I, I, the only time I ever had a problem was they put the bag on the wrong flight, and and uh, yeah, I did that. I was I was in Colorado. My gears in yeah, Florida, and 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 and, 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 and but the. Because I landed in Oakland, and the, and the, and the next flight up, it came up. So I mean, right. you know, I, okay, I was I was an hour late, right? You know, but I, I'm on the phone with Porter Binks trying to tell him, listen, I'm here, but my gear is in Florida, and he doesn't want to hear about it. He's screaming at me because their game is tomorrow, and he wants to know when am I going to have gear. I'm like, I'm talking to the United, I'll do my best. I mean, sometimes you get bit. I, I, dude. I never had a problem. I, oh. I'm a, I, I, you know, and, and, and it, I, I can even remember, you know, again, about nine eleven when they started, because at that point I was still shooting. We were still shoot. I was still shooting film. Yeah. I mean, uh, di- yeah, digital I, was coming in, yeah, but was, it wasn't, but it wasn't to the level where it is now. No. Not, not even close. And they started those huge, uh, refrigerator x-ray machines mm-hmm. and that would zap your high speed film. You know, so I would take the film out, put it in a, a, a clear bag, have them show free, it, freezer yeah. bag. Yeah, you know, and like, no, I'm not putting that through there. Uh-uh. You know, and so um, I, I, I was pretty lucky with that. I, I, I never, I never, I, I never, I never got lost in the equipment or anything like that. I, I was pretty lucky with that, and so, uh, and still, <laughs> still they in, until they started charging for bags, and then. And that was another situation, right. also. Yeah. But 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 yeah. So by the nineties, it it was it was a little bit more, a lot more shooters, but uh, and then they started really cracking down on the credentials and 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 then. But I was still getting into games. I was still shooting as many games as I wanted to, where I wanted to go, and because at that point the Rams and Raiders are left. Yeah. Right. The Ducks are in town. Dodgers and Angels are kind of iffy. Right. Lakers, after Magic and all that, they were kind of crap. Right. And you know, Clippers were eh. so our teams in town yeah. in those late nineties were garbage. Yeah, yeah, they, they weren't very competitive at the time. No, you know, and neither was SC or UCLA. No, but, at all. Yeah, but but I was still shooting, and uh, and I, I I I love. To this day, I still love college football. That's my favorite. People ask me that all the time. Um, what's my favorite sport to cover? And it's by far, it's college football. Did you get a chance in your career to cover a lot of games outside of California? Oh, outside, and, and college football. So, oh, yes. What's the best stadium you've been to that you enjoyed? I've been to Notre Dame, Washington, Clemson. North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, Michigan, Michigan State. Best football game you covered outside of California? Whew. 
Um, Have you ever done Ohio State, Michigan? No, I've not done that. I've not Florida, done that. Florida, Florida State. But I, but I did do a Texas, Oklahoma. Do a Miami? Uh, yes, I've done two Miami games. Against, in, in like, the, in, against Florida, like in the swamp? No, or? no, no, they, no they murdered. Uh, I think they played Temple that day. They, they murdered them. Temple's, unless uh, Bill Cosby playing Temple hadn't been relevant <laughs> yeah, in years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Bruce Arians was the coach that day. Okay. For Temple. I remember that. Um, um, I've been to Army, Navy. Now that's that's great. Army Navy. Who'd you cover that for? That was that was uh football news. That was football news because they also had a little college section in there. Great experience. Yeah. Uh Maryland. I did a bunch of games in Maryland. Uh so yeah, I, Penn State Penn State is another one I've been yeah. to. I I did and, and I always tell the story about how that is at least an eight hour drive from New York. Oh yes. Because that because Penn State is in literally, literally is in the middle of the state of Pennsylvania. And nowhere. Uh, yeah. State college is in literally in the middle of the state. It'd be like going to Bakersfield for us, <laughs> right? Like if you were in Imperial City, yeah. California, yeah. it's like going to Bakersfield. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now the, the pageantry of those games can't touch... NFL can't touch the pageantry of those no. games. Can't even touch it. I mean, yeah, you have the, your tailgaters and everything, but the pageantry and... Uh, it's yeah. not the same at all. No. I, I, I've I, done games in the swamp against Florida State or Miami. Yeah. You can't get anywhere near it. I don't care if it's a Raiders, Dallas, or Giants, yeah. Philly. It's not the same. I remember I did a Clemson game, and I, I had my mother with me that day, and... I remember driving down the road to get to Clemson Stadium and two gas stations were closed and so was a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, really? Auburn, Alabama? Pfft, nothing else happens in the state. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. don't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 Oklahoma, I, Oklahoma State? Yeah. I did, yeah. no, I did, I did, I did an Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, I did that in Norman. I did that. I did that. And I remember, the thing I remember most about that game, uh, Thurman Thomas was playing for Oklahoma State. Barry was a backup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll never see a. You'll never see two running backs like, like that, that on the again. same team no. ever again. again. No. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a shot. I don't. I don't even think Barry even got into that game. But um, the thing, <laughs> the thing I remember the most about that game was I remember I was staying. In Oklahoma City, and okay. I had to drive out to Norman and shot the game, and I was on my way back, and I ran into one of those torrential storms, real Midwest storms. So, let me tell you something, Matt. That rain was coming down so hard. Now, what what, what are we about five feet from each mm -hmm. other? I couldn't even see you. <laughs> the hood of your car, you couldn't see the end of it. I couldn't even see you, and and I remember I pulled over. I was so scared, man, because yeah. the white the wipers were going, and it wasn't even touching it. It wasn't even touching. I mean, yeah. I couldn't see, I couldn't see, yeah, ten feet in front of me. Isn't that amazing? Kind of weather like that, and we sprinkles here, and they shut down L.A. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, 
I've never seen rain like this before, you know. And I was, and I, I no, no, I'm, no, I'm waiting this out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm from New York. I don't drive. <laughs> not, not, not this kind of weather. Not in this kind of rain. I've never seen, and I've not it's, to this day. I haven't seen rain like that, you know. And so, when, when, when the card companies went sideways in the 2000s, how much of that hurt your business? No, it hurt a lot, um, because. Um, Again, you know, I used to take advantage. Me and my wife used to go uh, stay at hotels. I remember I took her to Denver one time. I took her to Seattle. You're uh, so romantic, Denver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the romantic spot of the world. Well, she was she was she was pregnant with my, our son at the time, and and uh, I, I to this day I remember uh, she she when she when she had our son when when she had our son in her stomach. She was like, she was a bottomless pit <laughs> and she could not stop eating. She could not stop eating. And she sent me out. And again, this is the days before cell phones and Google and, and Google maps. And yeah, it was Thomas guides and, you know, local people. And, and so I had to go out into the streets of Denver at midnight and find pretzels and potato chips and Coke, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're staying at a Marriott, and like I had to find, you know, <laughs> that's great. rolls and, and anything, anything and, to and, feed the anything, beast, anything, yeah, anything, you know. And um, so yeah, uh, when your bride's hungry and pregnant, you go. Yeah, I mean, and and so uh, uh, uh so yeah, no, that that that, that part of it, uh, I, I I miss a lot, you know, and and but 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 um. You know, it, it, but yeah, no, it was it was a pretty good. But and I liked shooting for them. I I, I liked shooting for them. All, the only thing I didn't like about it was it was a buyout. Right. It, it was a buyout. You know. And see, what I used to do is I, I shouldn't tell everybody this, but, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what I used to do was I shoot their film and then I would bring about five or 10 rolls of my own film mm -hmm. and knock off a little bit of my film and then go back to their film. And I would keep right. the two separate. And so I still had, a, you know, I, I, you I had something from the game, right? I had something from the game on my own. And then I would ship the 20 rolls of film because a game. Oh yeah. I would go through 20 rolls of film easy for, for game for tops. In fact, they wanted you to shoot. Right, more, more, more for them. The more, the more, more the merrier. Right, you know, if if you didn't, if you didn't shoot at least twenty rolls of film, they would call you. What's the problem? Here? Where's the three rolls of film? Yeah, what? What is this? <laughs> what is ten rolls? What, what? Did you have an accident or something? Yeah. And their other rule was: I know, had. Did you, did you ever shoot for Athlon Sports? I did a couple of assignments for them. I had a game for them. I did one or two. Same thing. You know, 20 rolls, get it done. It was a six to three game. Nothing happened. It was two inept, horrible teams going back and forth across the field, but never doing anything. It was nothing to shoot. <laughs> it was three and out, 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 three and out. And they ran the ball. So the clock is just going. Yeah. And you're like, I'm four rolls in and it's halftime. These guys haven't done yeah. anything. It's been full back up the middle. I remember they used to have a rule that um, because they apparently at a Jets game in New York, they had a shooter there and the guy left at halftime. And one of their key executives knew the dude 
and saw him leave. Okay. So then they instituted this rule that you had to shoot the scoreboard at the end of the game. Really? Yeah. You had to shoot a photo of the scoreboard. Like <laughs> you couldn't leave. You couldn't leave that game unless it was a minute to go. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you had to take a picture of it. Yeah. It had to be in your take. You know, if, if it's a minute to go, okay. Yeah, right. I mean, the game is... Most contests are pretty much decided by that. Right, you know, yeah. Un- unless, it's, unless it's a, you know, a, a, a 28-27 game, yeah, okay, there could be a field goal with, with four seconds left, okay, you mm-hmm. know. You know, but they... And they only... They required it for football, but baseball, their other requirement was that you had to have a photo of everybody that stepped on that field with baseball. Everybody that came to bat had, had a picture. You had you had to take a picture, and every picture that came into the game, you had to have a photo of the you know the the, the starter. The really in those days, you know starters went seven eight seven no eight yeah. seven eight no problem. And maybe one maybe you had one reliever. Yeah in. yeah you set up guy and maybe your closer. Boom yeah. you're done. Yeah you know so but everybody that stepped on that field pinch hitter. Now you got a guy who goes through, you know three and a quarter yeah. and then a four five yeah. and six seven eight nine and. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, so, but yeah, that, that was their requirement. Yeah. Um, so, um, but that's what I used to do. I used to like, um, siphon off a little <laughs> for <laughs> myself. And so, uh, but y'all didn't hear that. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. You're not the first one to do it. <laughs> so in those two thousands, when things start to go sideways, how do you pivot? How do you try to create more income that you're losing with those card companies going away? Um, I started shooting more, uh, I, uh, again, I was always still shooting, covering my games and I started doing more, uh, I started doing more portraitures, more weddings. Uh, I, in fact, I recently have done some more, uh, I, I call them portfolio shoots. Um, you know, uh, up and coming young models or, or, or actors or actresses that need photos or I'm not, I'm not real good at headshot. I I, I don't, I don't do, I'm not real good studio. I'm I'm natural. I'm a natural light guy. Okay. And and I tell, I used to tell them up front, like, okay, you know, I'll do you, but we're going to do it on location. I'm going to, I'm going to bring a couple of lights. I said, but I'm not, setting up a studio i'm not setting up a background right you know you're not gonna meet me at a studio or my house or anything anything like that so i started doing stuff like that and again i was always working a nine to five uh i was doing sales i I was doing sales all along okay by the 90 by by the 2000s as you asked um i was still working at Oh, by the, by then by that point, I was working for a film distributor. Um, okay, so you had a nine to five, right? Supplementing whatever, right? And I always I always had a nine to five, and I was, uh, and that and that's and that that's when it also got lucrative again because I had, I was a I was film was still being sold, right? Yeah, at, at huge amounts, and I used to work for this film distributor in Inglewood. And international supplies. And I had, my, my customers were Tops, okay. Upper Deck, Flair, 
and NBA. And I had all the top sports photographers calling me for film. Wow. Yeah. And I had a lot of production companies uh, from Hollywood. Uh, they used they, they used to use like tons of Polaroid film. I mean, just they went through cases of that stuff, casting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what they were using yeah. for. And they used to go, buy, they used to buy that stuff by the case. Oh yeah, the mo- modeling agencies that they would just bang that stuff out left and right. You'd have a book full of it because it was done, ready to go. Yeah, you know, and so uh, that's that's how I kind of supplemented it, and then and then I left there. And then a guy who I used to work with at Hooper talked me into selling title insurance. Okay. You know what title insurance Mm is? Okay, most people don't. (laughs) I didn't even know what it was until I, you know, I interviewed for the job, you know, but um, that was another thing I used to sell was title insurance. Okay. And um, that helped me along and I, again I was still shooting the sports and still doing some modeling portfolios and so on and so forth so I always had a nine to five Matt I always I've always I always had a nine to five now you mentioned you slipped it in there you just recently switched to Sony <laughs> why <laughs> why didn't I do it before it should be your question well I, I asked because of the cost right like well okay I'll when be- you if you looked at it third party wise were you saying if I buy Sony, sell my gear, take that cost factor, is Sony going to make up the money I'm not? Well, okay. Well, first of all, let me tell you. Yes. To answer that question, yes. Uh, I did sell all my... I've, I've only got like one piece of... No, I still have a couple of Canon bodies still. Yeah, because you were full Canon. Oh, yeah. I was Canon from the very beginning. Right. Uh, and you're almost somebody... They just relied on, like, oh, he'll renew. He's our guy. He's a committed customer. Yeah. Well, you know, here's he, he's what happened. Suhu, Suhu was the first one I saw that went Sony. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Suhu, John Suhu, people John, know. Was, pardon yeah. me. John he's Suhu, a Do- Dodger team photographer. Jo- John Suhu, right. the brilliant Dodgers photographer. I've uh, been there for quite some time. Um Great guy, well known in the business, John Suhu. Um, I said Suhu to you, right? I, no, you know yeah, who I'm no, I've known him for thirty years, yeah, yeah. but but yeah. For, for 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 your listeners, uh, brilliant photographer. He went Sony, and he's talking to me. He's uh, he's in my ear, dude. You need to try. You need to do this. You need to get try Sony. It's just unbelievable, man. And it just, the, the sensors on these things are just unbelievable. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I'd see these other younger photographers, even right. at Staples Center, you know, they're, they're coming up with these Sonys. I'd say these, the, you know, the mirrorless and they're smaller, the, the cameras are smaller. and Their and, mirrors are flipping out and they're, yeah. yeah. You know, and so I, 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 I always had it in the back of my head. But then, of course, the pandemic comes along. And my barber tells me, dude, you need to apply for one of these PPA loans, PPP loans. Dude, it's only four pages. Your barber tells you this? Barber. Not your finance guy. No. Barber. 
Okay, I got because he had two of them. I got to go where you're getting your haircut, Kev. <laughs> two. He had, he already had two of them. Okay, this is this is when the government was giving away money for nothing, right? You know, and so can't Kev, imagine why we're in a recession right now. But okay, yeah. <laughs> so he says, dude, you, you, it's only a four page app, dude. You need to do it. Yeah, and that's no, nah, I'm not gonna. When that. the first question is, do you have a pulse? We should have. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said, "Look, man, I'll walk you through it." And I said, "Well, no." Nah. And then my my brother in law's brother, who is a music um, composer, okay, brilliant composer, I know he had gotten one, and. I got him on the phone. I said, Sylvester, help me out with this, man. Said, yeah, no problem. No problem, Kev. You need to and put these numbers in here. And I put the thing in, and they gave me, like, almost 40000 I mean, you know, I put it in my account. You know, and I'm like, okay. I'm going right to this camera. <laughs> now, what were the strings attached on that? There was no that, and this is the issue. There was no like you have to repay it back. Yes, it was just that. No, no, yeah, I have to pay it back. Okay, and 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 that is at even, an interest or what? Yeah, two percent. Okay, for the life of the loan, and that's even gotten better because they gave you one year interest free. No, they gave you one year. You didn't have to pay anything. Oh, God. Okay. No, it gets better. One year. And then I get this letter in the mail. Oh, okay, we've extended another six months. <laughs> oh, it's like letter in the mail. Excuse me, email, right? <laughs> letter in the mail. That's, that's, that's something from the past. Then in March, I get another email. Oh, we've given you another six months. Oh, boy. So, but but to be honest with you, I've already started paying it back. Right. I mean, you got it at some point, but it's amazing. But to, uh, Matt, that's the first thing I did was, but 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 where'd but, you go, Sammy's? No, I went to Silvio's. All right, it, yeah. But but loyalty but, it means something. But 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 I will tell you that that John Suhu put me in contact with the Sony rep, mm-hmm. and I call this guy, I email this guy. And he says, okay, well, you're a sports shooter? Yeah. I said, yeah, John Suhu. He said, oh, John Suhu told you to get in contact with me? Okay. I'm going to send you the whole rig. And I'm going to give it to you for a month and you try it out. Dude, he sent me three bodies, lenses, cards, batteries, the whole shebang. And I tried it out. He gave me a month to work with it. And I did a couple of dodge again. And then this is when this is during the pandemic. Right. When nobody was in the stadium. Right. I think in 2020, they could only allow, I think there was no more than 200 people in Dodger Stadium. Right. It was friends and family. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I think, I don't even think friends and family were. That was the weird where they had all the fake backdrops right. and the props. And the, yeah. But they let us in. Right. The media got let in. And that's when I tried it out. And? And 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 I'm shooting at six three at ten thousand with this thing, and it looks like it's four hundred ISO. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sold. I'm sold. Now what 
cannon body did you have at the time? Uh, I still had a Mark IV, EOS Mark IV, and I still had a uh, Canon 7D Mark II. So you didn't have like a 1DX or anything? No, 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 no. Uh-uh, okay. uh-uh. I, I did not have that 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 high of a uh, body. Okay. But, but that 7D Mark II was pretty damn good. That was a pretty good camera. Uh, Peter... Peter Reed Miller was the one who talked me into getting one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started using that Sony, and you know, you know what the motivating factor was, though, Matt. The real motivating factor was the size of the lenses, and I just, I, dude, I just got tired of carrying a fifteen-pound lens. Right. That four? Did you get a four hundred two eight? No. What'd you get? I got, I've, I've got the six hundred two hundred. Two to six hundred. Two to six hundred. Right. Okay. Two to six hundred. Six. Uh, four five to six three. Right. Super light. Yeah. Dude, you can put that in your pocket. Yeah. And that that was the motivating factor. Right. Because I, you know, I spent what at this point in your career, your age, you don't only be dragging around thirty years, four yeah. close to forty years carrying a fifteen pound lens on and off planes and and in and out of airports and in and out of my trunk. Yeah, now, now you can put all that crap in a fanny pack. Sheesh. That was the motivating factor. Okay, for me to go over to Sony. And man, I man, I wish I'd have done it four years ago. Well, it's almost four years now, but right. I wish I'd have done it before. And I love it. I love it. It took it took a lot of time to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The functions, the size, the well, autofocus. The, the, not so much that is that the the, the 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 mere factor of the fact that you don't have a mirror anymore. Okay, okay. so yeah, when, you're looking at a TV screen, right? You're looking at a TV, but the fact that when you change your settings, your screen gets brighter or darker. Yes, yeah, and that's like your dad changing the dials on the TV <laughs> all of a sudden. That that was the hardest adjustment for me because you're so not used to that. No. But, but Your reality's it, changing in front of you. But but it's very accurate. It's extremely accurate. And that and the the size of the body and as you know I've got large hands. I'm 6'3", you know, uh, close to 200 pounds. So I'm a tall thin guy. And so that took a while for me to get used to the size of the body of the camera right because you're not yeah your hand will wrap into it right and but that that was the easiest adjustment just what you're looking at in there that's that's really what i i actually to this day i still kind (laughs) of freaks me out but right but i love it man it's it's the best thing i ever did best investment i ever made and the pictures that are coming off of there man you can every for every frame you can the old expression sharp enough to cut your fingers on it do you feel like your career is extended because of the gear i i, I i've been re, i've been re, rejuvenated for sure for sure I've been, re, you know, I. Well, man. your body probably thinks you. You don't have to be pounding that lens over your shoulder, running up and down stairwells. Yeah, you know, and and, and I, 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 I've I've continued my photographic projects. I've come up with some new ones. Um, so the 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 purchasing of the Sony has been really 
great for me. Great. That's I, good. I, I mean, I never, I never even thought of, I, I never even thought about that. You know, that it would make that much of a difference. Yeah. But, but it's really. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, it's, it's rejuvenated my. It's 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 got my juices flowing again. Right. You know what? What's the future hold for Kevin? What 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 do you what do you see you're doing in the next couple of years? I, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to ride the wave as long as I can. Um, again, well, as we discussed before, the credential or access. It's not so much credential as it's 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 the access is getting more difficult to do. Um, and I, I'm probably going to start cutting down the games. Um, um, I, 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 well, I've, I've kind of already started cutting down the games. You know, I, I will be busy this football season, which is rolling right. It's be here in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, but the, the, the hardest part for me is that basketball season because, you know, Lip, Clippers and Lakers are home every other night, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't do all the games, but just going down there every night and, and trying to get home. and, 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 and ah, It's so much work. You're paying so much money to park and get in and the hassle. Well, you know, you, know, you know what the Clippers did? Clippers compass parking. Oh, that's the first. Yeah. When did they start doing that? They last Two seasons. Well, they did it during the pandemic. But actually, Lakers and Pl- Clippers did it. Both did it during the pandemic. Okay. Okay. When nobody was in the arena. But uh, after that, the Clippers. I think the reason why because I remember it always used to be twenty five bucks. Oh yeah. Every oh night. yeah. Still is. 30, yeah. It's like still Jesus. is. Uh, I think. I think the Clippers, as usual, are trying to get as much media in there as possible. And um, because let's face it, as you know, the Lakers are still the number one. Even as bad as they were last Uh, year. Garbage. They're garbage. Awful. They were awful last year. I think they're done. What do you think? I think think this. I think that. They sold their soul to the devil giving all those draft picks away. And that catches up with you at some point. I think they sold their soul to LeBron James and, and Clutch. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I think they sold their souls yeah. to. Um, I don't think it's worth it long term, but whatever. No. I mean, the one they got their little bubble championship. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think I think, and that, he hates it when you say that, but that's the truth. Put it on; it's the truth. Uh, they didn't have to get on planes. Yeah, they didn't have to play in front of uh, nineteen thousand. Nope. You know, they didn't have to go from city to city. No, and they got done. They went up to their hotel room. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, you've done those NBA finals. There's a grind yes. to it, man. Grind. It doesn't matter if you're the Lakers and you got to go to Phoenix and come back, and then the next round you're in Dallas, and then the next round you're in Seattle. That's still traveling. Yeah. And then you play that East Coast team. Now you're back and forth and back yeah, and yeah, forth. You know, it's a it's a, and not to mention the, the crush of the media. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I've done seven NBA finals. You know, I've been to. Ten Super Bowls, uh, been to. Super Bowls are different though because you're it's in a just town. one game. It's one game, right? It's one but game. The baseball and basketball, that hump for that yeah. month, back yeah. and forth and back yeah. and forth. Yeah, that wears on you. I mean, yeah. I remember doing the playoffs one time. I never left Texas. I was doing the triangle the whole time. Oh, between yeah. Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas. I mean, you do that Texas shuffle. <laughs> and it was like three weeks and da- and just going, holy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never did that. But, but that's but, but yeah, but, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but but I, you know I I I, I definitely want to retire. Um, and I'm 64 now, and um, I can't do it forever. But I'm gonna try to ride it as long as I can. And um, I had John Beaver on. He's he's 70. He's still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still doing Green Bay. No, he's just still doing Super Bowls. You know, he, he, did, he doesn't do the Packers anymore. No, that his Jim uh, Jim was doing it, and he's not doing it anymore. Okay, okay, yeah. Corporations get involved. Okay, um, big money. Oh, um, but but because you know this, everybody wants to own your stuff. Yeah, well, if you're shooting for a team, I can. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's what changed, and so they're like not, not not selling off all their stuff. He's not, so he doesn't have any rights to any of his images. They have it, but then the Packers want it. You know, here's the thing, you know, and I've learned this over the years that, you know, I have all my rights to my images, okay, but there's a price to pay for that because when you, when you don't, like a John Suhu, you know, uh, he made the choice and he works for the Dodgers and he, he they get all of his images, mm-hmm. they have all the rights to his images forever and ever. Right. But he's a paid employee. He's a pension. He's got, he's got a, pension, a salary. He's got health right. insurance. Right. So that's you. 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 That's you. Got to make a decision. Right. On that. You know. And so. he's one of the few photographers because him and I, when we worked together and with our clubs, we would talk. He's one of the few photographers in sports that can live off of his salary. Yes. There's a lot of photographers. Like I remember when I was with the Angels, Arizona reached out to me and they were looking for, if I knew anybody, they were only going to pay like $36,000 as a team photographer for a Major League Baseball team. I told the guy, that's absolutely unacceptable. I wouldn't give you or send you anybody to do 81 games in a year for less than 40000 Are you kidding? Mm. All those jobs are 80, 90, 100000 easy. You, you have no, but you know, John. You know how hard those guys work mm-hmm. between spring training, mm-hmm. all the games. John Sue was like the pioneer of traveling on a road games. Yes, imagine doing that for yeah. thirty eight thousand a year. He still he does uh, not a chance. He still does uh, SC and Rams games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was at a couple of Rams games with him this past season. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's still you know he's still out there hustling. Yeah, you know, and and that's what and that's what it is. It's a hustle. Yeah, it's, it's a hustle. You know, it always has been. For me, uh, but um, but but to answer your question, no, I, I, I see myself retiring, and and uh, what I'm trying to do now is teach my son the, the value of uh, of my archive because I have a huge archive. And I'm how tra- much of it is scanned? Well, I mean, a, a good what a, a huge amount of it is scanned, but I'm talking about my you know the digital right. Which I would take them with digital, right? Cameras. Is it archived? Is that metadata? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've already, I, I, and, and I learned my lesson early on. I learned my lesson early on because early on I had um, bought an external hard drive, and it went down on me, and I, I don't know if it's corrupt or it, it, it broke, right? <laughs> and so. Um, I had to get those images off of there. And so I went shopping. I went up in Hollywood and these dudes were talking about, 
you know, fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, two twenty five hundred dollars, and all that. I said, you lost your mind. And that's the cost, yeah. You know, and 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 so I ended up sending it to this place up in Novato, uh, California, and uh, up was it Novato is what by the Oregon border? I yeah, think it's it up is. there. Yeah, and I ended up. They retrieve it. Yeah. Oh no, they got every they got every file, but it ended up being like twelve hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and from what I understand, that was at the time, that was cheap, dirt cheap. I had to do one for a company the other day. It was three grand. Yeah. So, but I got that got everything, everything, right. everything. So yeah. I learned my lesson. So I've backed up my images, different places, different drives. I'm also on the cloud. So. I learned my lesson. Right. <laughs> For, to the tune of $1,200. Right. Yeah. You know. that's, a, that's just a mistake in the lessons of the job. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. If you weren't a photographer, if you hadn't picked up the photography bug from mom, how different do you think your life would have been? Man, now you're going to make me think. <laughs> now you're going to make me think. Um, I've you know what I've often wanted to be uh, I, I I I I envy my wife. My wife is an educator, okay, and she hasn't. Well, no, she's actually she did teach. She she did teach this past. She's been teaching a college course at um, Cal State Dominguez. Um, I've always wanted to be a teacher, and I've tried my best to uh, to to get on with an adjunct. Mm-hmm. I've applied to all these colleges around here for photography to teach photography and uh, nothing has come, nothing has come to fruition. Um, I've had interviews for them. Uh, I, that's what I really want to do. Um, uh, you asked me earlier what I want to do, you know, in the future. And that's really what I want to do is teach photography, teach I, I say young people, but probably my students would be all ages. I would think. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I would really want to do. But um, uh, that's a that's a good question, man. I because honestly, I don't even see myself doing anything else. I I really don't. I mean, uh, I, I've put, I've put so many years into it, and I've I've put a lifetime into it. Right. Literally a lifetime, and um, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't have an answer for that question. I don't. Other than other than teaching photography, I, I don't have an answer for that question. Do you miss that mere clapping sound that you don't get with your Sony no, anymore? No, no. I, do, I, 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 I still have a film F five no. up there, and I love. There's something about hearing that slap. Like the dark room. Just it's, it's amazing. The same thing. Same thing. <laughs> it's it's digital thing. now. You don't hear anything. No, 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 no. With, 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 with the, I still hear it. Just, you know. Yeah, it's fake. But it's but, just a fake noise they put in for what you. What I miss. You, if you want to know what I miss, what do you miss other than the hot dogs? I don't miss those either. <laughs> so I, I stopped eating Dodger dogs. Well, stopped, they're shitty now. Uh, I stopped eating. They're not even dodgy dogs. Dodge. Don't even call I, them that. I stopped eating before that. All right. What I miss 
is going in a dark room and seeing that latent image come up. That's what I miss. Well, I, I, I miss that latent image. I agree with you 100%. I now, agree you want to talk about what I miss. That's what I miss. Yeah. I don't miss sniffing stick doll. I don't miss sniffing figs. I don't smi- uh, hi- uh, hi- hypo. <laughs> I don't miss that. But uh, I surely miss watching that late because, th- like I said to you earlier, that was photography by Kevin Reese. Yeah, this is this is this is Photoshop <laughs> ones and zeros with Kevin Reese. <laughs> this is Photoshop. <laughs> I'm a- glad Kevin we were able to hook up and and yeah, yeah we're not in a photo well, sweating our balls off and <laughs> eating sunflower seeds at a at a bad baseball game. But I'm glad we were able to yeah, hook up and. Dude, because we haven't seen it. It's been a no, while. It's been dude. a while. You know, I, 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 I don't. I, I haven't done a pro game since 2016, and I don't miss it one damn bit. Really? Not, not one see, bit. See, you know, I boycotted the Angels for a while. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> didn't do <didn't>, it. Right. <laughs> no, I did. I, I boycotted the Angels because. Um, what was that lady's name down there? Nancy Masmini. Nancy, Nancy, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, she just gave me a hard time. That man. woman was a, a wart. Well, she, she was the worst. Wasn't she? Wasn't she like a fish out of water? Didn't? Wasn't she? She was just a miserable person. And and so I just I just okay. Well, I I'm just not going to do any angel. And I didn't come down there for. I don't think the whole stint when you were there. I don't think I came. No, I only saw you at Dodger games. Right, and then and then recently I started coming back down there. Uh, I want to say in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Yeah, I was doing some. I I came down and did some games in twenty eight because now I'm working for. I I forgot to mention. I, I I'm working with a newspaper now. Okay. I have been for for about five six years now. I'm working with Antelope Valley Press. Okay, uh, I love working with them, and uh, you know they uh, they let me they they get me into anything anything in this town, anything I want to cover, anything mm-hmm. I want to cover, uh, and uh, great editors there, and uh, they love my work, and so. Um, that, so w- once I started working for them, I started coming back down to Anaheim, down there, and I and I yeah I did some games in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, and then then the pandemic you know hit, and then I didn't come down. So you were gone by that point. Yeah, yeah. sixteen was my last. Right. So I started coming back down there, and I was only doing Sunday games because I was not going to fight that ninety one traffic. Uh, no way. For a night game. And so I started doing Sunday and uh, a couple of Saturday night games down there. And uh, so, um, but but beyond that, I, I yeah, for, for about 10 years, I didn't come down there. Yeah, and prior, before that, I used to go down there all the time. Right. Yeah, you know, I used to go down to Anaheim all the time, cover a lot of it, and, um, especially when I was working with Tops. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well... Maybe we'll catch up and we'll shoot a game at some point soon. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. That was great, Kev. I'm glad we got to hook up and <laughs> chit-chat, man. It was been fun. Okay, good. Man, Matt, Matt, it's so good to see you, man. I can, I can still see you at Staples Center, man. I can see you. <laughs> Running around like idiots, hanging up lights yeah, and strobes yeah. and remotes and everything else. Yeah, yeah. I can still see you. Walking up like, what are you doing here tonight? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Somebody from SI sent me in to shoot a damn game. Yeah, 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 man. Oh, this has been good, man. I, 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 I hope I, I hope I shared some uh, insight uh, about my life and uh, just, you know, just let people know about me. Yeah, it's good to just catch up, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, you're the best, Kev. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much. All right, we'll talk soon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Kevin. If you enjoyed the episode, please click the like button and become a subscriber to the show. Remember, you can follow the Jessica Conversation podcast on Instagram and find all of our past shows on the website at jessicaconversation.com. Thank you for listening.